Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Okay, sweetie. I'll get you. Okay, you got your water? Okay. Hold on. Nope. Well, come on, you. Here, baby. Here, honey. Here, honey. Here we go. Let's get some nice ice in here. Here, sweetie. There you go. Okay. Mm. Oh, not now, honey. Oh. There you go, sweetie. There you go. I can't stand here. No, I Yeah. Hi, you guys. Hi. Just, hi. just as hi, just as I oh, just as I agreed to start the call and dialed in, they started hitting Daisy. They're just such bastards. They've been hitting my dog, and they started again. But we'll get through this. Sugar um, out an enclosure. Or, you know, that's going to be... Oh, and I'm taking... No, I'm taking her in Friday, so... It's, it's, that's a good idea. Take her, in, no. take her in for a few days. No, she's going to be put down. They're hitting her so hard, and she's... She had, um... She had heartworm, and the vet said, I'm surprised she's lived to 14 years with heartworm. So, she's just in pain all the time. And mm-hmm. I can't do that to her anymore. Do you want you off the end, too? Yeah. What? I didn't hear that, Donna, Oregon, Arizona. Hello. Hello. Hi, I'm Cheryl. Um, I'm new to the uh, TI community. I just Hi, got off the phone with Ella, and I'm from Virginia. 
Okay. What can we do for you, hon? Um, I um, I've been roughly going through um, the direct targeting and the gang stalking um, since towards the end of May. So right now, I'm just at the point of trying to learn as much as I possibly can on how to protect myself. Um, I Are you think looking for shielding? Are you looking for shielding ideas? Yes, yes. Huh? I am right now. It's been mostly um, aluminum foil. Um, unfortunately, the everywhere that I've gone, um, the game stalking has been so massive. Everywhere that I've gone to find some materials like copper um, at Lowe's and Home Depot or the craft store, they've all disappeared. Um, uh, all of the products have disappeared? Yes. You know, have you tried the last EMF? It's a, it's online. And okay. they are exclusively dedicated well, to to products that, that protect us. Okay. Um, I, I will give them a try. Please do, hon. I, I, they will... They, I, when I was getting CBD oil at my local health food store, which is very helpful with this, um, uh, with what they do to us, all of a sudden they wouldn't sell it to me anymore. All of a sudden they were out all the time, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I mentioned it on a call that I thought it was just incredibly helpful. And suddenly they no longer have it for me. Um, these guys, <laughs> they don't mess around, you know. Yes, Um Unfortunately, I think Fairfax County in Virginia is really bad. Um, and I know that I'm under heavy surveillance. And um, it's just weird that I can walk into a Lowe's and, you know, they'll let me know that <laughs> who they are. And um, But none of the materials are ever there. They say I have to order it. And my mail has been um, intercepted at times. So... I'm I'm at the point now I just really need to get someplace to find something to pick up and but I I will try this um site. Um I'm just do you have any idea who it is or what the motivation no. might be? I um I I'm really trying to find out. I um reti- I am retired military <coughs> and my son is a special forces soldier and unfortunately um, he's not convinced of what I'm trying to explain to him, but they're also um, ruining his career as a mm-hmm. special forces soldier. And so um, I know that um, I've been trying for years to get employment in the government, and I had spent a year under a background check with Homeland Security and after all of the investment put into that, at the very end of the um, the investigation was just taking too long, and at the very end of that year, I was told that I would not be getting the position. Ah, oh, it, it cleared? They would not clear you? No, they would not. Oh, okay. do, you think, so, do you think that? Do just you a minute. Think that, let's let, let, just a minute. Let's let her talk about it, okay? Yeah. And, no? and then sure. Shortly after that, um, I I don't know if you all heard about uh, the Office of 
um, management for personnel, or I forget the correct title, OPM, Office of OPM. Personnel Management. All of my all all of my background information was taken because I had been submitted for the background check. Every bit of my information has been stolen. Um, I have been subjected to some identity theft. Um, fortunately, I've been able to ward off some through my bank, but I um, this is the thing is that whenever I go on any military installation, when I finally figured out what was happening, I had actually gone on to Andrews Air Force Base to get away from my apartment because the harassment and the energy weapons were so intense. I went on Andrews Air Force Base, checked into the hotel there, and it followed me there. Yeah. And that And that next day, there were people talking to me because I sat down in the lobby, I was just, uh, my eyes were bloodshot red. I was just trying to get some rest. And people, um, a couple came up to me, and they began to talk about um, befriending me, telling me about um, them, how they met and all. But the odd thing is they mentioned things in their conversation about behavior modification. Mm-hmm. That has stuck with me since I've heard it. Um, I had a laptop because I was trying to record the sounds coming out of my apartment, and there were a couple of uh, the young guys. Uh, One young guy, he looked like he was military. They were in a contractor's van, and um, they tried to confiscate my laptop. Um, I was so distraught. I still couldn't quite figure out what was going on. My son flew me out to... Uh, Colorado Springs. He's assigned at Fort Carson, and it followed me there. In fact, um, I could identify one person who I never saw saw them get on the plane, but I know they left um, from Dulles Airport with me. He, um, when we arrived in Colorado Springs, this gentleman um, loaded on his cart two large brown boxes and one smaller box. That same person, when I returned to Virginia, unloaded the same boxes on the same flight that I was on. And um, I was so afraid to go to my car because even though it was a um, night flight, we landed like 5 in the morning. It was still dark in the parking lot. I was trying to figure out where my car was. I just sat on the shuttle bus and rode around for about an hour until the sun came up. And, ironi- and ironically, when I went to the, um, I passed by a convenience store that was near the parking lot, I saw that same gentleman in front of the store mm-hmm. with a phone looking at me talking to someone. And so these things I do know. I know that the um, when I was at Fort Carson, I asked my son, who wears the khaki shorts? And the, they had red shirts. I said, are those special forces soldiers? And my son said, no, those are probably contractors. Mm-hmm. So I know that these people are contractors with the government. Um, they, um, I'm not at my apartment right now. I'm staying with a friend. There's always white vans no matter where I go. Um, there's um, at least in my apartment complex, there are several, uh, there's a team, and I 
began to recognize faces and cars. And there's a team that just followed me wherever I go. And I kid you not, no matter where I go, there's going to be a traffic jam. It's okay. That- Let me make a suggestion. First, you get yourself a small camera. Digital cameras are inexpensive. Start taking pictures. If you keep seeing the same people, if you're if some you see somebody following in around you following you three times, that's against the law. Um, right. What you do with that, I don't know. But get yourself a camera. That helps get rid of them. I did get a camera. Um, I didn't know you're taking pictures. Yes. Okay. I have. I've started doing that. It's been some relief. At least people will, will walk away from you or yeah. drive past yeah. you when they think they're, they're they don't being like to be photographed. photographed. They right. don't like being photographed. They don't right. want you know. They don't want to be seen. They don't. They want this to be totally covert. And, right. Um, when you start photographing them, they get a little nervous. Okay. Yeah. Photographing yeah. anything that you think is strange. You know, it's like when I. When I drive to the market and those little cement breaker things that you, so you don't drive into the market, you know, that are in right. front of the cars, um, right. I, I always drive right up till my till my tires hit it. And when I come out very often, it's been moved back by two feet. Well, I'm what? photographing that now. Yeah, they get in my car and move it just to let me know they're there. Um, so I, I begin, I photograph that too. I photograph it when I get out of my car. And I photograph it when I come out, and it's two feet back. You know, it's it's odd. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I'm being followed. You know, we yeah. need proof of being followed. So when you say something weird, you photograph it. Okay. Okay. Keep okay. that evidence. Yeah. If it's odd, odds are it's them. And believe yourself. Above okay. all, believe what you're perceiving. Right. And uh, the police, unfortunately, um, are involved. Um, the yeah. Fairfax County Police and yeah. So I know that I they tried to um, take me into um, one night when the harassment was so bad. I didn't even mention weapons or anything like that. I just mentioned noise disturbance and harassment, and they wanted to cart me off to huh. a psychology clinic that's open 24-7. And I'm so thankful that I had the soundness of mind to say, why would I want to do that? Good and they girl. left me alone. Good and, girl. Uh, and I asked for their card. I said, could I have your card, please? And he yeah. was very upset that I asked for it, but he did give it to me. Wow. So I've Good had to you. learn really fast. Yeah, girl. Yeah, That's how to manage. That's the kind of stuff manage. you got to do. That's the kind of stuff to stand up to them, just politely. You know, they, they're they supposed to give you the card. If they, he had refused, that's, right. you know. Um, then if they refuse, then what you do is get the license plate on the police car, you know, get as much information as you can, and then call and say he refused to give me his card, and this is the car he was in. We need okay. to start pinning this stuff down. They've been pushing us around for a very long time. And, right. You know, intimidating us, and then starting to cart people off to, you know, mental, mental wards just for saying something's wrong here, you know, well, you've got to go into a mental ward. No. Um, no. Um, right. We've got a lot of ways to keep ourselves safe from that, too. There's a lady that um, comes to our calls and is, has been around the community for a long time. Her name is Kathy Meadows. And if you want, what you can do is call her and get a letter of reference, so to speak, a letter of the fact that you are sane. 
She takes okay. all the information, you know, that she needs from you, and then she okay. writes up a review of you, and she sends it to you, and you read it, and if you don't like it or you want something changed, she'll do it for you. You know, okay. she is a degreed um, uh, psychotherapist, and she just knows her stuff, and she absolutely is very supportive. So that's kind of a safety valve for all of us, I think. Okay. You know, because we do get to feel intimidated. I was once asked by a cop if I was seeing a psychiatrist. And I think if I had said no, he would have taken me in right there. And I said, yes, I have a psychiatrist. And he, you know, and he wanted the name. And I gave it to him. I think, fine, call him. Um, um, but we get to be safe. We get okay. To be safe. Okay. okay. And um, you heard about Terry Brewer's site, uh, StopGangStockingCrimes.com. Um, huge resource. Okay. Okay. And it's all very true. There are are documents from people in the FBI who confirm gang stalking. They confirm all of this and and data from the Army and the Navy concerning the frequencies we get hit with. It's right there in black and white from the armed surfaces. So if somebody wants to call you crazy, lots of luck. You know, you've got that one, you've got Kathy Meyer Meadows' letter, you've got data from the, the armed forces, from the FBI. There's not anybody can call you crazy, so don't worry right. about it. Okay. okay. Has yeah. anyone yeah. heard of the United Nations Office on Genocide Prevention and the Responsibility to Protect Notice? No, you mentioned that on Ella's call, right? Right. Is that the one that Karen Stewart has, is talking about? Did you um, say Oh, Melissa yeah. Black. Melissa Black. Yes. Dated 28 yes. August 2017. Yes. Okay. I would like you to do me a favor and send that to Terry. He is. He, he takes everything and puts it on his site for reading. It's okay. a great place. Great place to get information out. It's a great okay. resource, and a lot of people know about it, and a lot of people just really like it. You know, when he okay. puts a lot of new information there, and he will post it. And you said Terry? It's it's gang it's stopgangstalkingcrimes dot com. Okay. Okay, that. and Terry right. Brewer is the one who has that. And you send it to him, contact him at that website. Or I think he also has a, a um email, stopgangstalkingcrimes dot net, I think. Okay. Um you could send it to him then. And if you can't find that, you you call me. Let me give you my phone number, okay? Okay. And I can, I'll get it to you, okay? All my right. phone number. Okay, honey, it's 209. Uh-huh. Boy, my voice is shaking tonight. 209-728-8803. Right. Okay. We will get you hooked up. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing so much. Appreciate it very much. Are you going to be better? Do you feel safer? Yes, I do. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, yeah. I just feel better connecting. Um, yeah. Connecting with other TIs at at one moment there, um, I just I didn't know what I was going to do, <laughs> but I just began to research and try to find out as much as I can, um, and was able to stumble upon some things, and so just kind of invited myself in to learn as much as I could. Sorry, um, okay. yes, six, 
Thank you, honey. I was just going to mention to somebody that says we'll be sound crazy, so we need to keep our mouths shut. No, we don't sound crazy. Guess I'm six. And let's not keep that kind of stuff going. I'm just telling somebody. Um, okay. Knock it off. Um, what's your name, honey, again? I'm sorry. Um, Cheryl. I'm Cheryl yeah. Miller. Great. Uh, um, I actually carry Cheryl Miller Harvey, but um, I'm divorced at this time. So I just go by Cheryl Miller. That's your maiden name? Yes. Good girl. Okay, that's fine. Um, and Terry's here, the gentleman I was telling you about with that site. Hi, Terry. This is Cheryl, and she's new with us. And, uh, Hello, is- Cheryl. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing much better. Thank you. That's she's good to hear. She's giving us some information, Terry, that I asked her to send to you because it would be perfect for your site. Oh, that's okay. great. Yeah. And, and Terry will post it. He's busy, busy posting stuff and handing out flyers. He's probably the busiest person in our entire group. Um, he's so busy trying to get word out, and it's just fine to stop. Okay, so um, the .net, um, Terry.net is the way that I can get this um, document. Oh, my email, email. is stopgangstalkingcrimes at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Okay, yeah. I'll get I'll get that out tonight. Good. Good. Terry takes it all very seriously. So. Okay. We're, you know, one of the most dedicated people I know to get this crime stuff and, uh, you know, leading the way to get the information out to the public so that they can, you know, understand what we're talking about so that we don't sound crazy. So that, you know, they know that what we're saying is true. Okay. There we are. When did you find us, Carol? I um, actually uh, connected with Dr. Millicent Black um, and got on her her mailing list. And two days ago, I received it um, via email. And so I've just been trying to pass it out to whoever I possibly can. Um, I don't know very many people at this time. Um, But at least with the people that I'm... the few friends that I do have left, um, I've been trying to let them know what's going on through this document. Good. Well, you'll find a whole lot more documents with Terry's site, uh, which okay. is stopgangstalkingcrimes.com, and uh, it's filled with information. It's very, very documented by, you know, many sources, and if you want something to convince people that you're not crazy, it's right there. Okay. All right. Thank you. Sure. I also think, at first, we also think we're crazy. We're not sure. By the time you've been around us for a while and hearing this, you will will have faith. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Oh. Do my app is helping you speak up. <laughs> Just mute yourself, darn. Hey James, hey Donna. Oh, hi. Hey. Hi. Hey. How are I you doing? You, I told you I'd get here. I wanted you to know how sorry I am about what's happening to your dog. Thank you. Um really it's just heartbreaking and uh a lot of our animals. Are 
What? Thank you very much. Um, Sue, it's it's really hard, but it is what it is. I know. You know, I cannot allow it to go on. And uh, I wanted to just mention that I'm finding out more about this company called Airbus, Aerospace and Defense. Yeah, it's very, I think they're very involved. And um, they're they're worldwide, and they have a lot of contracting going on underneath them. They get a lot of contracts from DOD, so I think they're very involved. And you can look them up if you want to. Airbus, did you say Airbus? Yes, Uh uh-huh. Yeah, they've been around for a while, but they were questionable 10 years ago, right? Yeah. As I recall... There was some uh-huh. stuff going on around them too. Then, way back then, yeah. That's right, and I'm I'm realizing how much they are involved. Um, mm-hmm. Kept it kind of okay. quiet. Just finding a out. Just a minute, uh, Marcus. If you're going to be and, and speak up when you when when it's your turn, fine. But don't keep commenting and making noises, please. Just don't do it. Okay. Okay. Um, I agree with you, Sue. That something's going on with them, and also, I mean, I my brother-in-law writes writes software for this stuff. He was involved with the dues that went to Iraq. I mean, I it, and he's selling this um, stuff uh, to local companies. I wish I never mm-hmm. can seem to get anybody interested in in contacting him. If anybody ever, I, I'll put him in. I'll put the link in the chat. Um, if any, anybody ever feels like writing to this creep. And I'm almost positive. No, you're not. I'm I'm almost positive that um, I was a test subject for him because it was he was he formed a new company in 2001, and um, that's when all of a sudden my sister sort of turned on me, and um, I think he was looking for a contract. He was looking for a contract with the DoD, which he finally did get. uh, Worked with that, but he needed somebody, somebody because they were just creating their software back then, and I started getting hit with dues back then. Strange coincidence. How, um, could, he, how could he dare? Ugh. Oh, well, I, I'm not, I, I don't come from the nicest group of people, and um, that's what happened. Well, how could my sister? I mean, you know, she helped set it up. So anybody, I, I'll put it in the, in the um, chat room, and if anybody ever wants to. Oh, I know, Terry. Terry, I'm we can, so Terry, we can put we can put his name on on your side as a possible perp. Yeah, maybe. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Actually, I, I think well, didn't you yeah? didn't you give me the links the ones when I sent some stuff to him? But if you send it to me again, oh. I'll send more. <laughs> Did you actually bless your heart? Yes, uh, I sent guard. stuff to the info guard the other day too. Good for you. Well, I kept asking, sending, sending him emails, asking him since he wrote, you know, since he was writing uh, software for the weapons, um, that uh, could he tell me what what I could protect myself with, what I could use for shielding? Since he knows so much about it, he's never responded. I think that's fabulous that you sent him information. Good for you. Yeah. I love Linda. Thank you, Marcus. 
So anyway, guys, so did, did anybody here go to the to the conference? I'd love to hear from you. Yes, no. No, um, Patrick, no, no Patrick? one did. No one. Okay, Patrick, did you go to the conference? I didn't, but I'd love to hear more. I I, I, I watched. Yeah. Uh, I watched Matthew's presentation. Yeah. And uh, Karen Stewart's video that she sent to the conference, and then I began watching Dr. Andrews last night. Uh, and then I've heard just a little bit about it, but not much at all. So I'm really interested in hearing more from anyone who is went. he related to Julie Andrews? Oh. What? What, Marcus? Getting drunk again. The Sound of Music. What about it? Well, to go with that, she was one of my first crushes. <laughs> <laughs> really? So Julie Andrews was? Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't blame you. She's. Maria, your age a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's already—he's already blown that one. We know how old he is. So I like—I like older women. You, you like older women? Well, Julie <laughs> Andrews uh, has has that dead mark. <laughs> no, that? just you, Karen. Who, Karen? There's no Karen here. We're not talking to Karen. Um, did you you saw Karen's? Karen Stewart's video. Did you did you watch it all the way to the end? I hope. I did, and I really thought it was it was great. Yeah. Just the, uh, you know what is the lie, and I considered yeah. sending it to my family oh. members, but then I oh. decided that wouldn't be fair. Well, what not, a great the, idea! Oh, 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 what a great idea! I think I'll start sending my brother-in-law a bunch of links to all this stuff. Oh, I like it. I'm going to send him some really serious emails. Um, well, that couldn't hurt, but also, did you see at the end... Do it today. Said, would you, would you, you hear at the end where she said that she feels that we're nearing the end. That a general she talked to said that by the end of this year, it's going to be pretty open, and, and, it will, and by 2018, it will, it will be sort of, she hoped, he hoped, eradicated. Yeah, did you hear I that? I did hear that. I think yeah, she said it like a, a an admiral. Yeah, um, a big guy. Yeah. Yeah, small, small, small distinction, but yes, yeah, still yeah. top brass. I'm not. Um, gosh, I, I have a, I have a someone who I think is a friend, but yeah. he's top military brass, and then uh, just interesting DC life. Yeah. And we've been exchanging general emails. We uh, we talk about dogs, uh, <laughs> but he has told me different mountain ranges that he has been to, and they're all very interesting mountain ranges in very interesting parts of the world. Uh, and I figured out that he was in these mountain ranges uh at interesting times in the world. Um, He did tell me about a year and a half ago to, to check out cyber cybernetics. And it it was such a general tip. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, but 
I felt like he was hinting at the fact that he knew a lot more I love you, than man. he perhaps could share with me. And him again, but he knew more. Is I he... mean, well, just the tip to tell me to check out something as broad yeah. as the whole field of cybernetics and, and the fact that I I now suspect my younger brother who was diagnosed with schizophrenia very likely was an experiment. Mm. Who was it schizophrenic? Who? But why were they? Uh, my younger brother who died in oh. 2012 of a, a sudden event. Oh. Yeah. Uh, for, for some reason, he, he was not autopsied, yet my parents are prominent people, so they could have ensured that he was autopsied, uh, but he was diagnosed with schizophrenia when he, was in his, when he was about 16 or 17. I was away at college, so I didn't see a lot of the changes that my parents, what mostly my dad was conveying to me. Um, and I, I feel like I... I, I failed him as a brother because I wasn't able to uh, oh. help. Uh, no, you didn't fail him. No, I don't believe How that. Did he, was, was it a suicide? How, why was it sudden like that? How old was he? I, I don't know. I was told he collapsed outside of work. He worked here in Greensboro, North Carolina at a at a university cafeteria hmm. and he went back to work before he had been cleared by a primary doctor because he was having uh, chest pain. Yeah. Um, he also was harassed a lot at work and he died in September no. and in the middle of the summer I began to ask him because he seemed increasingly more anxious, and I was trying to get to the bottom of it, and I asked him if he was being harassed at work, and the only thing he told me was, it, it's not just yeah. work. And then I I ended up moving into his old home uh, in 2014, and I was gang stalked from the beginning by a man who used to be well, he's actually an unknown person but he sued a uh, a well known musician and made enough money to get himself into big trouble so then he became a uh, organized you know gang stalker and I suspect he was stalking my brother and I don't know why my family, who, who you know have have powerful connections, could um, ignore it. Well, ignore it. Yeah. Well, well, no. Yeah. Like uh, they could deal with it. Um, hey guys. But yeah, I'm sorry. What I, I just want to. I just want to say I just brought somebody to the call who's not familiar with the TI community, so he's been a victim of this for a long time. His name's Eugene. 
I'd like you all to say hi to Eugene and uh, hear what he's got to say. He's brand new. He didn't know there was a bunch of 1.2 million of us here in the U.S. And he's just finding this out. He's aware of the technology that's obviously being used. Say hi to everybody, Eugene. Thank you, Terry. Hello, everyone. My name is hi, Eugene. Like, just as, hi, just like Terry introduced. And the, oh. by, also, by the way, I used to live down in Eugene, Oregon. Okay. All right. Special mobility took me, took me down there while I was in a coma. I was in a coma for only two and a half months after I was brain dead, heart dead, dead for 11.4 minutes, but I survived riding passenger on a motorcycle that was going 45 to 50 miles an hour when we hit the biggest pickle truck made by any maker any year ever. We hit a six-door, 16-wheel, custom surge, extra-wide, 78 dots. That truck could fit four football players in all three benches, and it was Back then, when they couldn't sell plastic, everything was iron or high-quality steel. Remember the 78 Dodge? You don't see that truck around town anymore because idiots cannot drive it. The government made sure made sure that they're all up in the hills with the loggers. That pickup truck is bigger than RVs. Well, it that's was. pretty fun. Now, you were on a passenger? You were a passenger on a motorcycle that hit that? Yes. And that's a pretty and broad bike, target, isn't it? Yeah. No, no, that bike that I was on, like I told you, was going 45 to 50 miles an hour. So, you see, I've endured, since I come out of a coma, they had to cut away one-sixth of my brain before I was in a coma because the swelling that was taking place, my cerebellum nearly exploded. And I've had some, more than 20 more bad concussions because of, more NBA taking place with me, and and I walk like a drunk. <laughs> so, uh, damn it, damn it, it's very irritating when I try to describe to in a, every sick bastard out there thinks I'm sick in the head. They they refer refer me to counseling, to mental health places. I can counsel counselors. I'm a, I'm a wise man. No kidding. I'm not just saying that. I scored 181 IQ. Okay? You hear my speech. I never have. Never will say. Um, uh, like I said already, I, I have a mindset that is very, very sharp. And damn it. This, it's so good to be talking to two different individuals who, who know that I'm not feeling shit. It happens. Traumatic brain injuries carry a lot with it. Um, and it can last yeah, a yes, long time. That, hey, Linda, how many people are on the call right now? About 40, 30, 35. Just a minute. See, Eugene, there's a lot of people out there. Some some of the calls are over 100 people on them. Okay. Now, I, I beg any of you who hear me, listen, please. I'm fine. I had a traumatic brain injury. I corrected speech therapists, and nearly every time I saw each one of the damn idiots, in less than five months after I come out of a coma, my brain works very, very, very well, except I'm impaired, waist down, less than my body is because of brain trauma. Most of the trauma was was received with the right frontal lobe and 
that's hard on men because we're all right brain, and that part of men's brain controls so much all of your motor skills, all of your logical configuration when it comes to assorting directives and telling what to do what from head to toe. I had to relearn all that. But then besides that happening to me, I've been in more than 20 more pretty bad MBAs that's received so many severe concussions besides the damn TBI that's not. I don't assimilate anything. It's all happening. And it's so good to speak with people who know I'm not full of shit. And I had a traumatic brain injury that I never have. Never will say, um, oh, like I said already, I'm very, very smart. Two points less than Einstein. I got a big head. You've got a high IQ. Yeah. That's a very high IQ. Yeah. He was, he was 183. I scored 181. And he, I just often forget to breathe. I, I never lost forward to get any thought across. Well, I'm so sorry. That must, be, that must be very frustrating for you to have that high in IQ and to have it somewhat impaired, or, well, your your functioning impaired because of the traumatic brain injury. I'm so sorry. No, and I no, know how that's I'm not have, well, And I had, that's, I had that's, three very serious uh, head injuries, including... Including mine wasn't as serious. I, I had a brain hemorrhage and um, it was a very serious accident. Three very serious, but I and I, I find it very frustrating. I can't find my words. You know that that my oh, own, that's, um, that's, yeah. That's never that's never the case with me. I'm always on top of things. Yeah, good, good. It's hard. It's hard, but good for you no. to fight back. No, it's not hard whatsoever. Why do you think I'm supposed to high like you? I use what's left in my big head. <laughs> I promise you, that's that's very frustrating because it reveals to my very acute mindset how stupid people are. So damn stupid. And they treat me like I'm retarded because I walk like I do. Well, Eugene, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your targeting and, and what these people are doing oh, to you? Okay. What I have been a victim of is this individual directly above me. Mm -hmm. I call him ponytail pussy. Or he's got little kids up there that call me, they call me their bitch. Uh, And I hate it. Because here I'm a man, I'm six foot three, and I'm Mm -hmm. 210 pounds, and I'm not fat anywhere. I'm very, very big and strong. I wore size 19 shirt, and up top, my pecs and lats are so very, very, very well developed. Uh, up top, I'm equal, equal to the size of teacup girls. I'm 59 into around because of my buff muscles, my wings, and my pectoral muscles. And like I said already, I'll wear 19 shirts to button them up or quadruple X large. To button them up, and I said, and you see, that's after where I've been from. I gained fifty-two pounds the first seven months of losing weight back in '87, but enough of that. But anyhow, back to what I'm sorry about all, all that. I'll describing myself. You now it truly, it's very, very hard where I live because, damn it, 
the prick makes me have to sleep with this blanket that's dim hot, but I have to have it on me or the some of the bitch won't stop annoying me, hurting me, because I've got a lot of metal inside of me, all because of so many severe injuries. For instance, it's not metal, but it's you know, painful trap nerves on top of it, and below the false ankle, it's plastic in my right leg. The real one was crushed. So he annoys with that. I got painful cellulitis with my right leg, knee down. And then when I landed on my ankle, which was crushed, I also shattered the mid-tid and tid that goes between your knee and your ankle. I shattered both those bones in three three different places. So when they rebuilt me, which they had to do literally, no, no exaggeration whatsoever, when they rebuilt me, they they bolted three different plates to my mid tib and tib on my right leg, and when they put the false ankle in in me, they put it up too up too high, and they made height difference. So walking with all through all that oh intense pain, I gave me gave myself degenerative disc disease, which is very very painful. You should see my back. Looks like a bunch of <laughs> rotten, lousy pancakes. Enough said. But and then now that was my right leg. Okay, in my left leg, I dropped a 45-pound dumbbell on it back in '94, and I walked with all five arch bones shattered for more than 17 years. It wasn't fixed until finally a globally renowned OT surgeon who was working at Providence. Hospital here in Portland. Portland, Oregon is on the map. So many hospitals are, for instance, OHSU is one of three of the best neurological hospitals in the world. And, uh, and St. Vincent is still the best ER in the state of Oregon. And that was, that was a hospital in that initially, but now back to what I was describing. When I dropped that dumbbell on my foot, no idiot ever fix me, all because I did not have the insurance that would part, I only had part A and part B in Medicare, but now, man, I got every insurance a person can attain. <laughs> Doctors love me now. So, but that, anyhow. And, Are you working so now? now I, yeah. No. Did you have insurance? All because, oh. I'm sorry, what? What? Ma'am? Sorry, is my phone going out or is your phone going out? No. Oh, okay. My phone my, my phone's my phone plugged in. Okay. Do you know Terry? Terry, how you? How long have you been friends with this gentleman? So this is a. Remember I told you about the 80-year-old pastor that contacted me that said he had a friend that's a, a victim of this technology? Right. And so this is Eugene. He just he just finally got a hold of me tonight. And uh, what is it? He has he didn't know there was Terry, I think you can hear him a little better. So why don't you why don't you talk to him cuz I think you can hear you can hear him a little better. My phone's a little foggy. 
So I don't know if I'm asking correct questions. So why don't you do that, okay? Oh, well, I thought you were doing fine. But uh, well, Eugene, I... why don't you explain to him about uh, the st- your stalking and uh, hitting you with the directed energy? No, okay, thanks. Thank you. Well, what takes place with my cerebellum every day when I walk in? The bastard makes me have to wear, first of all, a baseball cap, and then that wasn't good enough, so I put started putting stuff inside the baseball cap, Dorito bags because of the the aluminum aluminum foil they are on both ends, and that worked for a while. And then you, you got a more powerful tool, and this is during the day, every day when I'm here sitting here watching my 55 inch television that I canceled the extended either ripping me off big time from big time. And you know, I so when I'm sitting here watching that, oh damn it! I have to watch what they want. If I don't watch what they want, they start stomping and all kinds of no, no. But I've got a good taste, so they don't. I don't have to listen to that most of the except for when it's sports games, Timbers and Blazers. I always let everything else fly. I don't give a damn. I love to watch those ball games. And Mariners also the baseball. But okay, now back to the head. Folks, all of you who hear who hear me, my head is one that endures a very strenuous life. First of all, because of being truly dizzy. If I move my head at all, more or less, I get I feel dizziness. And that's all because of there's a big pocket of air just between my ears. All not, they didn't replace that big pocket in my skull with anything when they cut away one sixth of my brain. So my brain, everyone's brain system is water, but mine's all all, all off balance. So if my uh, pardon me, if I move my head at all. It's a dizziness, okay, and then so, and I'm not blonde. <laughs> oh, I stop it. And now, besides that difficulty, how I see two of everything because waist up, everything on the right side of my body has true impairment. No kidding, no exaggeration. And even though my right tooth has been pulled out three different times by two different optical O P T H A L here in Portland, Oregon. We have hundreds of people are, are flown in every day for our different our different hospitals here in Portland. No kidding. And so back back to what I was describing. I the hat the the hat headgear. Okay, the hat and the mount wasn't working enough, so I grabbed it. And, Umbrella and put my oh, it's just it's cut a couple dirt bags inside of that <laughs> and put that on my head and then that didn't wasn't strong enough because you got a stronger duel <laughs> so now I've got like five or six dirt bags in that umbrella and on top of this umbrella that's on top of the baseball cap I've got a hard hat that's got an aluminum foil on top of it and more Dorito bags inside of that hard hat. And now, my, finally, the bastard can't get through all that shit. To my, he, 
He can't fuck with my head. Sorry, a bad word. He can't mess with my head. Finally. I have I have to have this on every day, all day, when I'm here. And besides that ponytail pussy, I call him all the time. Like I told Terry, I had bigger arms than that dumb shit got when I was in fifth grade. I'm a very big, strong man. 19-inch neck. And I'll sit on. Sit down already. Uh, and I shouldn't have any of what I have because what took place with me, that's why I gained 50, 52 pounds the first seven months of lifting weight. And I've endured four hernia surgeries in less than 15 years, but I still don't stop. I go, go, Good. go, go. Good. Good. I'm never too tired to do, to do anything. I push my... I pushed myself so hard. Like I told you, four hernia surgeries in less than 15 years. That's unheard of. Huh? Arnold Schwarzenegger, I don't, I don't give a damn how many awards he has. He does not know pain. Damn it. Like I told you already, I walked on all five heart stones scattered for more than 18 fucking years. Oh, man, I'm very mad about that. No doctor would fix me until... That globally renowned OT surgeon who was forced to take an early retirement because of cancer, Ivanhoe Higgins at Providence Hospital, he he looked at this old, the first three x-rays the first three x-rays in a Manila envelope that was nearly an inch and a half thick full of so many years, 18 years of near almost 18 years of x-ray and MRI film. And the first three... Can you, okay, gangman, can can you tell me what what about all of this makes you feel you are targeted? I'm missing that. I'm, I'm, I'm not hearing that. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm not understanding. But what is making you feel like you're targeted? Or maybe, Terry, maybe you can help out with that? Because you've heard his story? Yeah, he's being, he's being stuck in... in targeted with directed energy weapons. Um, I'm not sure. Are they hitting you with voices in your head? I don't remember. No, no, no. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed with, with a bastard who aims his toys at me. And I have to wear these leather gloves on my hands because when I'm, they, my hands get awfully sore when I'm here. They have yeah. like an arthritis, arthritis tool up there. So, you're, Lauren said you're getting ringing in your ears, right? Oh yeah, that's from that's totally different. That's from when I. Well, Lauren told Lauren told me it was from your neighbor uh, hitting you with Wi-Fi energy weapons. Oh no, no, not the ringing in my ears. The <laughs> ringing in my ears, which has a scratchy sound along with it, is there because. I was assaulted by this transient who I had the brain. That's how damn intelligent I am. I had the brains to, right when I stepped off the bus, to, to get the call, the bus ID number and call, yeah. in the head, call in the headquarters and call transit police and report that incident and demand. As soon as that bus got, got to the garage to look at our drive, and you can see the assault that just, just took place, and I'm pressing full charges. And they caught that fucker 
Yeah, so, but your neighbor upstairs, they follow you around when you go to the store and stuff? No, well, yes, when I go to Safeway. And when I go to my church, go to a church that I just started going to, um, when I moved in here a couple of years ago, the church over on Peason Road, right on top of Johnson, the bastard aims his poison at to the glass windows at me, at me when I'm there. And he follows me to the Peason Road Safeway. And I keep trying to catch who's doing it, but <laughs> damn it. Okay. Can you tell us more? She's at work. About about being followed, being perped? Hello? Perry, are you there? Well, I guess. I don't quite know what's going on. Um, I guess I, I, I wasn't understanding it very well. And Terry's gone. The phone apparently shut down. So does anybody have any opinions or anything anything they want to say about that? Was I being rude? I didn't mean to be rude. I just wanted to keep bringing them back to the conversation. <laughs> can I hear you? Are you guys, is, is this, can you hear me? Oh, they took me. Can you guys hear me? Hey, Linda. Yeah. Yeah, we, I, I can hear you. I, I guess I oh. can't speak for everyone else, but no, Thank I, you. I, didn't, I didn't think it was rude just to sort of ask him why he felt he was targeted. Yeah, yeah that's that is it. Terry brought him in saying he was targeted. That's what I so I kind of wanted to know where that was going, but I guess not. I guess he didn't want to talk about it. I, I hope I wasn't being rude. Did I sound like I was cutting him off? I, I, not to me. Okay, thank you. Well, you're you're sensitive to that stuff. You would you would know. You know. I didn't think you sounded rude either, Linda. Oh, I, thank you. I, I hear, I hear, I hear that you're in pain tonight. Yeah. Is that right? It is. Yeah. It, I'm sorry. Thank you. It's it's theoretically possible that that with a, a brain injury, he may be uh, straying away from the topic. Yeah, and absolutely. It, I was trying to ground him back over. Yeah. Well, I think the manifestation of the actual brain injury. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bless his heart. Well, thank you. I'm glad I sound rude. I just, I wanted to kind of corral him, you know, get him back under the conversation. But I think Terry's phone went out, I guess. No? Okay. Marcus, I'm going to unmute you, but please don't interrupt people when they're talking. 
You know, if you want to say something, great, but don't just interrupt people. Don't keep commenting, okay? Here we go. Okay, there you are, Marcus. Hi, Linda. Hi, hon. Um, what's on your call tonight? Well, people, you're, we're all on the call. Um, it just sort of it just sort of started late, and I know a lot of people over on, on Ken's call, or um, Kyle's over there. Apparently. Um, Trent? Huh? Did Ken? you say Trent? Trent? Ken. Ken, the other guy. The other late night caller that, that um, well, apparently he's got another rant going about Jewish people. I don't know. But um, that y- guy. Yiddish? Is that Yiddish? Jewish. He goes on, he thinks Jewish people are going to destroy the world, and I'm just not, I'm I'm personally tired of his rants, so that's one of the reasons I started all night. Yeah, but Ken's a lot of fun. I mean, he's he's really funny. Well, then go well, over and listen to Ken and be funny with Ken. <laughs> hey, Luda. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Enough is already too much. Yeah, a lot of people are talking about that, the Jewish thing. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh-huh. He goes off on his tyrants. And it's like, why? That's not what we're here for. You know, we're not here to talk about a, a, a certain ethnic group. Or a certain. Who cares if you're targeted? You're targeted, you know? Right, you guys? Yeah. All ethnic, well, all ethnic groups are targeted. Yeah, get origins, you know, origins yeah. of of uh, people who uh, you know. It, no, I think I I think that it's important to know all that. I really do because I've no, being in the profession I've been in hairdressing, uh, I've met just so many people, so many people, wonderful people, not not bad people but, that I knew <laughs> about. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Although they sat there and took notes as I was talking, I think about that later. But um, no, I, the more I've said it, you know, the best thing, and actually, hello, would you stop that, please? Um, who's Mute making yourself. a noise? You're Mute being yourself. rude. I can guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so, wow. Uh, all ethnic groups, all foreign countries, this is a global thing. Everybody's yeah. targeted. Nobody yeah. escapes. Nobody escapes. Now, we just, uh, you look at that uh, New York City terrorist event that happened today. That was done by a man from Uzbekistan. For those who don't know, Uzbekistan is a country that's trying to get free of Russia. Right now, there are a lot of Uzbekistan. I said Uzbekistan is a part of Russia that's trying to become free. They have a lot of soldiers in northern Colorado that they're training in this country, Uzbekistan, mind you. There's a lot going on behind the scenes that you people don't understand, but I translate from European news. And Uzbekistan has got a lot of wonderful people, but there's a lot of terrorism and a lot of dissent there. So now we've got them over here causing causing terrorists events. This is what we need on top of everything else. Yeah, I, I box like five guys from Uzbekistan. Uh, we put on the boxing gloves, and I, I won five out of five matches. Yeah, they're they're tough people because, uh, just like the Chechnyans, they're another group of Russians. They're in very small, little pocketed countries. I mean, tiny, tiny, tiny countries. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah. <clears throat> it's, they, they will do anything for money anywhere in the world. So this is what we're going to have running all over rampant all over the world globally. And like I say, it's better you don't know a lot of what's going on globally because it would scare the pants right off all of you. Well, what I oh. well, what I'm concerned about is, yes. is up close and 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 personal shielding and taking care of ourselves close up. You know, that's, I that's don't, right. That's I don't right. think we can change the world. You know, no, we I, can't. No, no. But we can't. We but, can't change politics. We can vote, but we can't change what's happening. I wish so everybody we, would give us hints on what they do for shielding because there's a lot of good things um, that we can learn from others. And this is I one agree. of the things we need to defend ourselves every day, every hour. Do you have an air purifier in your apartment? I have a commercial $300 Honeywell. You do. It does, You've got it, a, does, that one it does not do anything for the chemicals that they have on aerosols coming into our apartments. It doesn't you know, uh, stuff. When my cook targeting first started when I had my own home, I ordered a $600 air purifier off of a government website and I got it home and it did not even touch what no. they were putting into my house. Didn't even touch it. And I called them back and they said, well, you need to get in touch with the DEA. So I called the DEA. You need to get in touch with um, uh-huh. who was uh-huh. <laughs> They kept uh-huh. referring me to one department after another. Yep. And anyway, I sent the thing back. It cost me over $100 to restock it. I ordered an Oroc. Oh, my God. Uh, actually, it was better, but still, it you was are crazy what they were doing. What, what kind was it again? Because I, I just bought one that's useful. Oroc. They, they sorted out my other one. I'm sorry, what's the name of it? Oroc. A-U-R-A? O-R-E-C-K. Warren. Yeah, that's a very well-known name. Yeah, it is. I thought they did vacuum cell. They do a bunch of stuff, yeah. Very nice. Okay. Okay, so that one is doing is doing a good job? Well, what I'm not used that? to it now. In fact, somebody sold that one, but they sent me a littler one. And uh, I don't know, it's like a funny or something is coming out of it. I don't know if it needs... I never used it. I think it needs new air filters or something. I don't know. Yeah. But my main one got stolen, and it did seem better than the the more expensive one. Well... Hey, one Linda, bought, is, is uh, Terry Brewer... The one I just bought, one I just bought uh, only cost me, I think, $90, and it's not working. It's nothing. Oh. nothing in. There's no air moving. What is it supposed to be doing? Oh, gosh. You made me so My, Mine gives out a lot of air, Linda. It's like a, a hurricane blowing around it. And that's yeah. still, yeah, like right now I'm sitting out in the hallway because I cannot access my part, apartment because there's so much poison in there. If I breathed it, probably, like if I got in there and they knocked me out, which they can do very quickly, yes. I think within an hour I'd be dead. No doubt about wow. it. Wow. You know, so I'm not even using my apartment. The great Pardon? big wind fans. I get a lot of relief from that when they're doing. I don't the know wind Okay, that. that's it, Marcus. You, you can't do that. You can't keep doing that. I'm sorry, but you can't. Fans Just, do work good if you get big enough ones. Fans. Enough. fans you mean like yeah. fans that like put it to an, a, an open window and let it suck out the air? Like a no, like a box fan. Just sit by one and put it in front of you, and it'll blow the stuff away. 
and it interferes with their waves and uh, microwaves. Really? Yeah, I mind yes. when I sleep, I put it by me sometimes. Yeah. It's a round one. It's a great big round one. Right. And it, and it has a real strong blowing uh, wind. Yeah. And it, and it works good. It really does. Does it oscillate? Does it go back and forth? No, this one doesn't oscillate. Okay. I think they you work know, better if they're stationary. Okay. Um, what I did, what I heard and I read about a year ago, and I, I put some magnets on my overhead fan. I don't think it's doing much good, and I wish I hadn't just said that, but it, I did. That I heard that if you can put magnets on your fans and get, I, like, have two fans going in opposite directions with, with, with magnets on them, that will disturb the frequencies. I haven't done it for a while. But that couldn't hurt, right? And I and I think if you hang the magnets like on cords that oh. you know not, that they're flying around, oh, which, you know anything like that will interfere with any waves coming to you. Yeah, magnets are gold in my opinion. I, I yeah. for me, magnets have have helped me get over some serious injuries. I mean, you know. Oh, how much pull, Linda, on your magnet to help with the implants? To get you know the what? Um, I don't know. I don't pay a lot of attention to it. I just use a lot of them, you know, and they seem effective. I should mm-hmm. pay attention to the pull force, but mm-hmm. I just keep ordering magnets from Amazon, you know, neodymium magnets from Amazon, and, um, you know, um, I just... I know uh, Kyle believes in them a lot, too. Oh, boy, and Dwight. Dwight is the one who first I first heard talking about them. And what I do when they were hitting my knee really hard and they're at it again, um, um, but when they do that, I just wrap my knee in magnets and and I leave it there for days and nights, all night, because they love to hit you at night. Uh, I leave it there all night and I can walk again. Because they had me almost not walking. I mean, I I got a cane and everything. I was so taken down. And and the magnets are what helped. So and I think we get hit worse at night. I've come to the conclusion in my building there's no staff. They are only daytime. We have a, a, a caretaker, although I think he's involved as well. But anyway, um, I think they hit us mostly at night because there's nobody there to protect us. There's nobody we can call unless we call somebody from the outside, like the police, which are right. useless and everything else. So this is their main their power. They're absolutely total cowards. They can't face us to talk with us. They can't read anything we write. Although anything I write in my computer, I know they read. Remember this. If you want to get to your first, write it in your computer, and they're reading this stuff, every word of it. So um, if nobody will help us psychologically, I'll try to take it down. And that's what I do every day. Yeah, I, I very, if I'm going to protect myself, it's at night. Right, that's the worst time. Yeah. Yeah. And who's making the background noise? Is somebody opening packages? Hey, Kyle. Welcome. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. I was going to text you to come over here. (laughs) Good to see you, Kyle. Hey, Linda. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Good. How are you? Hi, Kyle. I'm kind of I'm having a rough time. Uh, last night my like I, I slept on a leather couch and I listened to Dave's second CD. Yeah. Um, 
I got, man, Amazon delivered a package today, but it was my Dremenine and then the hookups to the CD and the uh, digital recorder, but they didn't actually send me the, the digital recorder. Right. But last night I listened to a second CD. It really helped with the V2K, but it, it went off, you know, after about eight hours, you know, because I'm having trouble with my rechargeable batteries. And then my attacker just started hitting me in the back of the neck. Huh. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of, you know, they're probably doing that through remote neural manipulation, probably hitting some kind of nerve in my spine or something like that. But I was so tired. I threw my leather jacket on. I flipped up the, uh, the you know, uh, collar. Oh, it. And yeah. it really okay. helped. So Good. they were actually hitting me. They were actually hitting me with an external beam like, in the upper spine, like, yeah. while I was trying to sleep. Um, yeah. Really yeah. And, and, you know, hey, Linda, I just want to tell you this. You know, Pepper gets, he gets the uh, enclosure for the night, and I usually sleep on the leather couch lately. Oh. <laughs> Bless, yeah. you. Oh, Bless your little heart. <laughs> I know. If I ever, yeah. yeah, if I ever walk out of the room, she runs in, and she gets oh. in the she looks at Aww. me like she's doing something wrong, you know, like she's taking Aww. my thought. No. Well, yeah. that's very sweet. I know when I when I get up in the morning and I'm cooking chicken or beef, you know, beef roast for my puppies, which mm. I do not cook for myself, I think, what the hell am I doing? But I want them to be healthy and strong and happy and, you know, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So I, yeah. I, re- I understand. I understand, Carol. That's very cute. It's always um. pepper. She's she's good. She's she's a tough dog. I mean, she's about four years younger than Daisy. Daisy's yeah. the one who's fourteen, right? Right. Yeah, she's about that. She's a tough, big dog. I can look into her eyes and I can see something's wrong. Yeah. And like, if they're hitting me hard, I'll start reacting, and she'll she'll run into the bathroom and sleep on that Aww. mat. So there's yeah. something going on where they are hitting her. Uh, but she seems to be, you know, it doesn't seem to be that debilitating. And I just try, I really try and just put it out of my mind. I try and, you try, you know, you try. Yeah, yeah. But it's your kid, you know, she's my kid. She's yeah, my daughter. Yeah. You know so, what, um, Kyle, you know, I saw them kill my kitty. And um, she was with me for many, many, many years. Uh, and I know they did it. Um yeah. She would try to find a place around the wall on the floor, and she would spread out, stretch out along that place in the wall. And oddly enough, uh, I ended up, after I had her put down, I ended up one night just searching for a place, and it was right there near where she used to stretch out. So she knew where to go, and she would walk up to the door and look back at me when she knew I was going to go, and she would put her little paw up there and scratch on the door and look back at me, like, please take me with you. Oh, God. Yeah. People have no souls. They have no souls, and these animals are so innocent. So innocent, they don't know what's going on. You have a little dog. You guys have little dogs. Well, she, my, mine's about like, like Daisy. You said she's about a hundred and something pounds, or she's no, like ninety about pounds. She's about ninety. Yeah. Well, like Pepper, Pepper's about that big. Pepper's about nine. I, yeah. I, it's hard though. It's hard to put that stuff on them. 
Like, it's hard to put stuff on them because they take it off. They're dogs, yeah. and they hate yeah. that. Yeah. They hate anything on them. But she will, the thing is that she will, if I make, like, a, a makeshift enclosure that's kind of big, she figures that is kind of a little nesting place or a little, you know, you know, a little yeah. doggy yeah. bed. You so, and so, curious about that, Kyle. Yeah. What? Uh, how, did, what? how did you make that enclosure? Oh, I it well it fell down. So you know my my tent, my pop up tent that I had, I put a bunch of layers on it and the copper mesh and everything. The copper mesh is too heavy, so two legs of the tent broke. And I don't know, if, I don't know if people broke in and broke them or if they just broke themselves, but it ended up collapsing, so I put some metal chairs in there to hold it up, and then kind of rolled all the thermal blankets and aluminum in, like, above it, so I could sleep in it. Um, and it's, it's been working okay, um, but it's very uncomfortable. They can, they can kind of, uh, do remote neural manipulation to my lung function, and, you know, I'm in there, I'm in there with a tight space, so it can make yeah. me very, um, you know, he- heavy very breathing, long, like long. hard to breathe. Yeah. But, what, um, what, yeah. What makes me so mad about you, Kyle, is you've got, or for you, is that you've got such a good heart. You are very compassionate and caring and doing everything you can to fight this. How dare they go after you? Linda, you, you do too. Go- you want to help people. You love your animals, these people. They don't care. It's like either a job or a cult or Satanism or pure evil. They don't care. It's just, I mean, they don't care. Like, I, you know, the other night, Linda, I, I, you know, my parents were mad about me, um, you know, hitting the wall on that guy. But I went over because my mom was kind of, she was upset about that, that I may get kicked out of the condo or whatever, which is never going to happen. But she was just kind of alluding to it. But, you know, I, I went over there and I hung out with my parents and we watched Columbo because my dad has this cheap antenna. We watched Columbo. Me and my mom drank wine and ate some pizza. Um, and it was the greatest time of my life, you know, just being with my parents. And these people don't care. You know, they kind of, like, the V2K kind of went down while I was over there because yeah. they don't want my parents to know. Um yeah. They just don't care. They just, they just, they're in some kind of other Jim Jones, you know, realm. Where they yeah. are screwed in yeah. the mind. They're screwed in the mind. They don't care that you're trying to do good things, that you're helping people while you're being murdered. I mean, like, you do it too. Like, I would say that about you too, like what you said about me. It's like, I cannot believe. Yeah. You know, it's this lady who's lived her life and she's done good and she's been up against. A lot of challenges, and she still tries to save lives. She cho- still tries to help people. These people don't—they don't contain anything that cares. Like I hear my V2K, I hear my V2K, and the guy is like, "I don't care. I got to get this done." Yeah. You know, uh, can you hear him right care. now? Is he talking to you right now? Uh, well, they're they're very in the background. You know, when I'm on these calls and I'm talking to people, they're in the background. Huh? When I get off of them, I can really hear them. And he'll be like, you know, the the woman's voice will be like, um, it will say, you know, this is this is getting crazy. Like I want to leave. Like this this is this is really satanic. You know, he's just he's sleeping. 
he's sleeping and the guy's like i don't care i don't care how evil you think it is we've got to get this done i don't care like and and so and then he'll hit me in the spine the upper spine you know while i'm sleeping to where it's like a it's like a pain i don't know i I bet you a lot of you guys have felt this it's like a pain where i can't needs to move i can't stay still because they're they're cooking my upper spine and like i have to like i'm sleeping i'm tossing i'm trying to get into a comfortable spot but i can't you know because they just reposition whatever that beam is um and then they're they attack the cd player when i turn that on with the second cd It, it really but it really sounds it it you know as a v2k uh survivor for seven years it really does sound like some of the people on there they really are just saying what they think on the v2k like Uh the 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 women's voices like it's like they're really like this is you really this is cowardly and satanic like and i mean they say that and they're just kind of throw and then the the guys who are crazy they just take that stuff and put it into the recording they don't care. They don't care if the if anybody in the room is really questioning this. They just kind of throw it into the recycle bin of what they're doing to you. They don't care because it's like oh, the the, the girl. It, it's so it's so weird. It's so you know it's so bizarre and fucked up that yeah, yeah that I I've, I've reached a point I don't listen to them. I don't you know, I don't have any emotion about it. I I just Kyle? yeah. Kyle? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, this this is not a human thing. So I'm going to desensitize myself to it and so that I don't associate with it as human, you know. It, it, so it's just something that's invading, intrusive, violating, and um, and I don't have any time alone with myself. <laughs> you know, I, right. I, can't have, I can't have quality time. Um, like I used to. So it's like a whole new, you know, recalibration of myself to, uh, uh, to um, cope with. You really have to. You have to this adapt. Is, this you is have adapt, to... adaptation, right? But that's it. The adaptation to this, this, this like these invasions and these 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 attacks and um. And sometimes it's live in real time, and sometimes it's um, AI. Uh, I, I notice it, it sounds like it sounds like like out there, like an AI thing, like a computerized thing. And yet, and so I guess sometimes it could be recordings. And it's it's uh, it, it comes from you know being vetted for so many years that it's kind of like it's it, it, you know the the um, the AI and the recordings are, are kind of like a um, the tail is just for just for me. For, for you know, but brain, what you, you know, brain. you know what I think. You know what I think, Amy. I, I think I, I agree with AI somewhat, but I think what they they're doing is they're taking some kind of software. It's a chatterbox software. So right, they say right, things. Right. They they say things in real time, right? You got your V2K yeah. people yeah. saying things in real time. Then they right. put it into this software. They have a new chatterbox software will take conversations that they've had and make sure that they sound a little bit real, that the timing is a certain, that it's spaced out. So, you know, I, I have a hard time with, like, full AI. 
uh, because, you know, there are people, they respond to exactly what I'm thinking. You know, I'll be thinking of like, you know, last night I was reading a lot of a Star well, Wars comic book. Time. I was that's reading. Like when you go on on on, on a record, uh, like when you call the airline up and you wanna uh, you wanna make a reservation, you know, it's all computerized, so they know what to say, what's how to answer you. They recognize what you're saying. It's you know, it, it's it's like a computer brain that's talking to you. So 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 if they have that for the airline. Yeah. Uh, they have something even more advanced for our brain. So I believe. Yeah, but you, kind of, but you think about this. Like, I mean, like I, I don't. I read comic books a lot, and last night I was like, I'm gonna read some Star Wars comic books and listen to Dave's CD. Uh, reading those, thinking Han Solo, and they're reacting to that. Oh, he's thinking of Han Solo. I mean, do you think an AI can do that? Do you think an AI can, you know, take your inner voice and then respond to like? Oh, okay, blah blah. He's thinking like whatever I think about it. Like, oh, this is this is adapted from a book, but it's a comic book, so it's not really it's not really filling in the blanks too good. You know, they would respond to that that very very detailed thing, and then the uh, you know, the girl in the VTK would be like, "This is crazy." Like, I mean, it it I I do agree that there is some, some AI involved, but I just. I, I really Carl, think know, that so it. The more you talk about that girl and that guy, the more it does. You know, the more it does it to you. I mean. No, 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 you know, no, no. I'm just trying to explain it now. Like, I mean, when I'm when I'm doing something, I do ignore it. Like, I am a. I I don't have any emotions about it because I mean they're all sitting there watching my spine. Burn. So I, and it's been for for. So. I want to. What I want to do, if if you've ever seen Ramola D's interview with Brian Coffrin, I want to explain how it works, how I experience it, so we can decide. Because I know there are a lot of people who have B2K and they're like, "This is all AI," you know, "This is AI." This is you know, made up voices, and they're they're reacting to whatever you're thinking. And so I want to explain my situation because I don't think it's complete AI. I think they're working towards that. But I think there have to be people there. I think they put it into a chatterbox software program. So well, they do real stuff to you. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not really sure with this. I'm just saying the possibilities. I don't right. know. Right. And that's what I'm doing. I'm not trying to harp on. I'm not trying to no. harp on what's happening no. to me here. Hey, Kyle, let me say myself. something. Let me, let me say something. You are less emotional about these people that talk in your ear, what if they're chatterbox, if they're live, I don't know, but you're less, you're, you, you're more calm about it now. That's great. You really have kind of, um, you know, pulled back a little and, and or it just doesn't upset you as much. What? Do you hear the person blowing into the phone? No, nobody's blowing into the phone. I think some people don't understand that when they breathe into the phone, it comes through like that. That's what I mean. I don't mean. breathing into someone's breathing into the phone. Could whoever's breathing into their phone pull back from their phone just a bit, please? Thank you. Pull back a little bit. It sounds like blowing into the phone, but it's breathing into the phone. <laughs> okay. 
Boston, Massachusetts, maybe. Who's Massachusetts? Maybe that person's sleeping. Maybe that's what it is. Could be. And there we go. You're right. It was Massachusetts. Yeah, the talk show live thing. It really, it really worked because you see the the uh, like when Thank they you. make the sound, the yeah. blue the blue light comes up. So you really see kind of who's making the sound when. And sometimes, it like you know, Terry, like when he hangs up the phone, the phone will make weird noises, and he's not even on the phone, and his line will, you know, make that sound, but you can still see. You know, kind of see that noise coming from the line. Sometimes really his phone doesn't hang up either. Sometimes when I hang up, um, I'm still talking and and it's still on record. You know, and I've hung up, <laughs> but um, it apparently goes through. Even though, of course, my perps are so busy on my phone that um, yeah. I'm sure they don't let it disconnect. But because they can do that, uh, they can cut your hang up so that you don't hang up. Um, so they can listen. That's one of the ways they listen to you around your house, or at least that used to be. You know, the hang-up um, switch on the phone. They can they can mess with that so that it really does not hang up, and that is one of the ways that they can listen to us. They've known that for mm-hmm. like fifteen years, so. So, I just thought I'd share that. So well, I guess. Yeah. Huh? And I've had a well lately. Like I mean, my mom was saying. You know, because they, they heat up my phone. Like, I'll go out to my car, and they will heat up the phone to where I can't even pick and will burn. Um, and she's like, you know, you need to get a new phone because the other day I went in, she said she went into an AT&T. You know, two older couples came into the store and said, our phones heat up, you know, momentarily. They heat up, and the, the, the guy... T&T store said, oh, yeah, that's just the older phones. They just heat up all the time. It's just because they're older phones. Do you so, have an older phone? Well, I have I have an iPhone, what is it? I think it's a 5S or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's what these people at AT&T, like this stuff is happening, and yeah, people's yeah. phones are being hacked into, and they're being heated up. And then people come in all the time trying to replace them. And the people who work at these stores are like, oh, no, no, that happens all the time. It's just because it's an older phone. And uh-huh. nobody is nobody's looking into the real reason, you know, that these things are happening. Well, I, I would assume that's what they're being told by AT&T, but I don't know mm-hmm. how, how pure AT&T is, you know. Right. I, mean, I think they're part of this, so they would tell us that, you know. I had a thought about that, about Amazon today. Like, even though I get a ton of stuff from them, like you do too, like, I mean, I get everything from Amazon, but I was thinking with the new, you know, they want a camera inside your house. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm like... Well, I'm thinking. What I'm thinking, though, my thought is, Linda, it's like, okay, the guy, the guy who owns Amazon, right? Yeah. He he has a family. He has this huge business, right? And it's very successful, and he's yeah. getting out all these products, you know. Yeah. And and then you know, like an agency, like maybe the NSA comes to him, and they're like, you know, mm-hmm. for the country, you know, you've got a big, you've got a big corporation. And we need you to, uh, you know, tell people to, we're going to do this little role where delivery people can have a key to people's houses 
And then they, want to, they want us to give their delivery people a key to our homes. I don't right. think so. You know, leave right. it on my bed, on my front porch. And that's crazy. But, but you think I, about the people, you think, I, I mean, I know how a lot of people think this is all set up. But even if Amazon wasn't set up and it was just a, a couple of businessmen doing this, they're going to be approached by those people in government saying, you've got a big business now. You need to do this for national security. You know, think about your family's safety. Um, and they're just going to go along with it. They're going to go along with it because they're like, we don't want our families caught up in this. Right. And we'll kind of do whatever we need to. We'll do whatever yeah. this huge... So this system is based on, you know, power and fear. Yes. And it's, and yeah. I do think that, I think they have a combination. They get people sometimes into compromising positions and say, you don't go along, we will compromise you. And I also think it's also, you know, they will threaten. And I think they will also, people like the low lowlifes that follow us around, I think they're more, I think those are the people that compromise. You know, and and um, and they also give them a chance to be a part of something. You know. Yeah. Oh, one of the guys that that um, patrols me or gang stalks me, he is this creeper. He's this creeper with this weird, weird facial hair. He doesn't have a job. He just got a car. Um, the other night, I was making a video. I went to the CVS to get rechargeable batteries. He was there. He went in before me. I, I I stayed there and I made the rest of the video for about 15 minutes. He didn't come out. I went in. I got my rechargeable batteries. You know, I, I paid for my rechargeable batteries. And then I, I walked out of the door. I kind of looked back. And he was coming out at the same time I was coming out. Uh-huh. And didn't buy a single thing. He was yeah. in there for at least at least 45 minutes. This was at least 45 minutes where this guy walks into a CVS. He's, he lives at my condo. Evie doesn't have a job. I think he lives with his mom. You know, he has like this weird, you know, he has this cup and he smokes cigarettes. looks like trash. He looks like he cannot get a job. You know, he's like not hireable. And these are the type of people that they're getting a gang stalk. They have no prospects, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm, yeah. Anybody who has self-esteem, I think, is probably not inclined to get involved with this stuff, don't you think? I don't mm-hmm. think so. I don't know. But anybody who's, at least not in the real low-life stuff, you know? They're just so, they're compliant, you know? It's like they, you know, they, they don't have any options. They're not proactive. They don't have many. Yeah. I got to use the bathroom real quick. I'll be right back. Sure, honey. I'm so glad. I'm so glad Kyle joined us. Kyle is. He works so hard. This, you know, he's such a good guy. It's just such a shame. Can you guys hear me? Come on, Jack. Oh, I was muted. I'm sorry. I can hear you. Yeah, I was listening to Kyle. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. Very unfair. Well, it's unfair for all of us. You know, did anybody? I, I wanted but, to say hi, but I've been uh, yeah. well, um, connecting then, to the chat, too. I don't know I like how... Luda's, I like Luda's suggestion that we share what kind of tar- what kind of shielding we use. Does anybody have anything they've found helpful? Jack, move. 
I am not well researched in the in the shielding. Um, so I I use multi layers of aluminum for my uh-huh. head when it's being targeted. Um, but I'm I'm reluctant. What I wanted to do was to line at least my office with copper. Uh, yeah. based on a few people saying that copper was better and uh, using multiple multiple layers. Um, yeah. But um, I'm The thing certain. about aluminum, um, um, Neil Chevrier says that they use that. That's an absolute antenna. So think about that aluminum touching your skin. M- might not be a good idea. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry, what did Neil say? Neil said that it's an antenna. That absorbs okay. the yeah, frequencies. I, yeah. I know Neil knows his stuff. I've listened to him, and I. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Try to talk to him about that because, and and I've heard, and I heard uh, Dwight say that too, that it's it's the um, it, it's an antenna, you know. And I know that when I very first started shielding, I too did the same thing. I put um, put aluminum. Made myself a little aluminum cap. And kept it on there with the hairnet, and I know that it was very agitating for me. So I assume Linda, they were using it. Yeah. Linda, you know what I think? I, you know what I think? I think aluminum is both conductive, and it um and it reflects some of the microwaves. So it yeah. it does both. It 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 pulls in some of it, and then it it um reflects some of it. So if you do use aluminum, you want to make sure you have a layer in between. Or you're putting yeah. it away from your body because yeah. because you know I've, I've watched with Dave CD I put it in a huge aluminum enclosure and they can't get to it. So ah. With the CD player, it it does it does block out whatever they're shooting. And I've oh. noticed with my enclosure, if I keep it far away from my body, like it does uh-huh. work. But if, if the aluminum is like touching my feet or something like that, then yeah. I'll get a bunch of pulses through my legs. Yeah. So I think it does both. I think it I think it conducts and it reflects. So it's useful, but you got to make sure you use it in the right way. Got to make sure you put a layer in between it of like rubber, cloth, or something like that. You know. Well, what about people used to talk about rubber a lot, like rubber bath mats? They would cover them. I don't. Sounds very uncomfortable to me. Do you know if rubber is a good um, reflector or? Does it absorb? What does it do? It's an insulator. Yeah. So when you're building something around you, it's good to have both insulation and conductive materials because you want the, the energy is going to look for some place to to go, right? Mm-hmm. And if you give it something like copper, which is highly conductive, then it wants to go to the to the copper before it goes to you. If you have rubber or cotton or wool or something in between you, then that insulates you from it. Okay, so the so in other words, copper pretty much like absorbs the frequencies. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it attenuates the frequencies so that it's not as much of it is hitting you. Right. Because, and then you need the insulator. So again, like Patrick was saying. It's good to layer your materials. That way, yeah. 
you know, different materials absorb at different rates and uh, different frequencies. So uh, the more, the merrier. <laughs> Just have those frequencies bouncing all over the place. Yeah, mm-hmm, that's right. Well, the more we can scatter this stuff, and that's that's what I was saying earlier about you know a fan with with, um, with magnets on it, you know, and 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 as Luda pointed out, a fan or like my ceiling fan, I should hang the magnets from the fan, and as those are whirling around, they're going to catch a lot of frequencies, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, another thing is if you're going to use fans. Uh, because they they do pulsate and they do uh, break up the airways in your room. Right. Uh, if you have like something that makes sound, like uh, chandelier crystals or, um, you know, like chimes. Chimes. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have the chimes running or bells, hmm. that breaks up the frequencies too. Well, that's good. I because think. it's an acoustic. Maybe I should put um, chimes on my overhead fan. Couldn't hurt. Uh huh. Yeah. Or in front of your uh, air conditioner, something like that. Mm-hmm. So any sound going into the air breaks up the acoustics, breaks up the yeah. acoustic attack. Yeah, Not it breaks really up the frequencies. The same as if you're, I mean, if it, especially if it's irregular. You know, it's kind of like you're listening to music and you're listening to the CD and you you got chimes going and the fan is pulsating <laughs> and all that stuff is breaking up the energy. Yeah. Can, can I tell you all something weird that goes along with sure. what you're saying, too? Sure. Last night, I was listening to Dr. Virtual 7 and he has this thing called Six Hour Dream Hack Prevention. Something Dream Hack Prevention. Six hours. Um... Whenever I play that, it's like waves and some kind of frequencies and whatnot. Um, I'll hear, let's kill him, kill him, kill him, like every minute, every out of. But but I I don't hear that on my V2K when I don't have that on, and it's bringing out. It's like bringing out this thing that I think they're playing subliminally. It's bringing out that sound. Um. It's very, very weird um, how if you, if you play certain frequencies, it, it really it plays with what they're doing. It messes around with it. So well, you might you get a different you, result. You mean the B2K wasn't um, at real time? They weren't saying that because they didn't like the Virtual 7 stuff? Yeah. I don't think it was that. I thought, like, the first time I played it, I thought that's what they were doing. I thought oh. they didn't like it, so they were like, kill him. They did kill him every. It was like every. It was like twice a minute. Um, but then I did it again the other night, and they did the exact same thing. So what I think in reality is happening is they're playing subliminally, kill him, kill him. Yeah, every every like twice every minute. But I don't oh. hear it. I don't hear it with the other B2K. And so I play this thing, and it brings that out. It brings that out oh. so I can audibly hear it. And I, I just thought that well, was the weirdest thing, the weirdest, weirdest thing. Well, now we now we all need to know what kind of subliminals are being played at us. That's I think I think the subliminals are the most dangerous thing, personally. Uh, yeah, um, I, I assume I, that I every once in a while I hear 
like a little whisper or something, but mm-hmm. uh, Me too. I try to override it with my own thoughts or I'll sing a, to- uh, a song or something over it. But it, there might be some subliminals that I'm not hearing that if maybe certain frequencies like that would make them more obvious, you know. Right, and, and I, th- I, I think that my attackers, they do this narrative, and it's the man and the woman talking, and he's like, oh, we've got to do this. We've got to put him away. I don't care. And she's like, you know, this is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. You know, and they've done that to trick me because I think subliminally they're doing more violent um, things like the killing, you know, the yelling at me. Um, you know, so they, they figure that I don't respond to that if I hear it audibly and they look like idiots. So they they kind of uh, switch up the protocol where they can do this stuff subconsciously. Um, and I seriously think, you know, I've been tortured for a long time. I'm getting tired where my body just feels like it's so tired. And I don't think it's from the actual torture. I think it's actually from NLP and subconscious, um, you know, subconscious V2K 24 hours a day. Um, because I, I'm a, I'm a tough little MF, um, you know, and I, I regenerate, you know, I regenerate and whatever they do, if I have my mind, you know, and I have my faith in God, you know, I'm fine. I can, I can kind of regenerate from what they're doing, but I think that they really are working on things to hit my subconscious and be like, you're going to, okay, when we hit you, you're going to feel really tired. When we hit you tonight, oh, it's going to hurt so bad. You know, you're, so we really, I think that's the most dangerous part of this. Mm-hmm. The stuff that, that's in our blind spot. Our blind spot. Right. Well, we the, the tinnitus, you know, do you hear the tinnitus? Do you hear the screeching? The, the, yeah, I do. I do, well, I but, but yeah. ACD. Yeah. Is the ACD not? Is it not taking care of that for you? Like, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It could, because yeah. it's well, it seems like I still get it. You know, Linda, I still get it with the CD. But if I'm really consistent, you know, and I yeah. do it every night, it yeah. seems like it 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 keeps it at bay, where yeah. it's not yeah. like terrifying. Like it's been points where it's just like my head's gonna explode. Like there's no way that physics can can hold my brain together. You know, with that high pitched sound, you know my head's gonna explode. Oh. Um, but with day, you know, it hasn't been that way. You know, for like a year, and day, and just constantly using day CD, um, it really hasn't been that way. And I and I do want to say I like something his on new call. CD. Right, right, and Luda, I want to say something about CD too, and I want to keep it kind of just on this call. I didn't put it out on my video. There's a difference between his old CD and his new CD. And he either said it on Linda's call or he told me in private. And I want to kind of just keep it a little bit between us. Try and not get it out everywhere. Cause my t- now, that first CD deals with a certain part of your brain, uh, the right part. Like he said, he said that first CD, second CD taking care of the left side. So what he did with those two CDs, I don't know how, he's a genius. Like Dave is literally an inventor genius to me. Brilliant. Um, But he's dealing with two sides of what they're doing with those CDs. So you need to switch them out. 
I think um, so. You yeah. know what yeah. I'd like to have him do, Kyle, and you're in better contact with him, is I'd like to have him issue a series of these, like every six months. Issue us another one. All he has to do is change up the um, uh, order in which he's doing the recording, just so it's different to set these guys different, because they get used to the same one over and over and over and over. So yeah. if we could have something different to throw at them all the time, it would help us a you lot. You can do that on your CD player. You hit random, and it'll yeah. play tracks randomly. Yeah, but I can't oh. do that. But anyway, I wanted to make a couple comments while I'm still here before I get knocked off again. I've been knocked off about 93 times. It's hard <laughs> because anytime I want to say something, they won't let me. But anyway, Kyle, you need to get one of these Stingray covers for your uh, cell phone because that's very dangerous for you to be having around you. Uh, they can heat it up. They can do all kinds of things with your cell phone on or off. So get one of those Stingray covers, and you buy a lot through Amazon. I think that's cheaper than buying it at the website. The next thing I have is for Patrick, probably, and Sue even had, can back me up on this. When I go out, I always wear a, actually two leather cowboy hats, and they're heavy. They're very heavy, and um, one is a smaller size than the larger one on the outside. In the between them, put eight or ten layers of Linkstat in the round part on the top because that's where they love to hit the pineal gland in the brain. So you've got to protect it with Linkstat. The other thing is go to Amazon, and they have pilot's caps. They're leather. I have two different sizes. And in between those, Patrick, you can put tinfoil. As long as you have leather against your head, you're all set. And on top of that, I'll tell you what else I use. I use rubber. I use like five mouse pads in a... a little uh, envelope I made out of double-sided quilted cotton. And then I have other Linkstat um, rectangular pieces that are maybe six inches uh, wide and maybe a foot long. And I fold those in all other crazy ways. So my whole top of my head, on top of the pilot's caps, is full of all this other stuff. Then I put a layer of tinfoil, heavy-duty, it's probably two or three layers on top of that, and I put my hoodie on to hold it all in place, and that's what I use all night long, and I don't think they're getting through that at all. My head, after they shrunk my skull about an inch in circumference, I found out, um, I figured out that we have to do this. And then on the outside, if I'm sitting watching TV, I look like a real, don't I look beautiful for lucky? I look like a real robot, but I have a big... Um, cardboard box that's three layers thick. There's three cardboard boxes that fit perfectly in one another, and I put that over my whole head. And by the time you get through that cardboard and every layer that I've got on top of my head, you're going to have some have to have some extra special weapons, let me tell you, because it's hard to penetrate all different layers of all different mediums. I think, Sue, you can back me up on this with the leather, though. I really believe in leather, and like you, Kyle, have a jacket, when I can afford one someday, that's what I'm going to do because I think that's very, very good for your back and for your chest and everything to wear a leather jacket as much as you can. It really works, and I, you know, Luda, I thought I was like, man, you know, I kind of, I kind of agree with Brian too, and I was like, the majority of this is being done through signals to our brain, but last night, I mean, they were hitting that upper part of my spine, like right, you know, my whole upper neck, 
and I, I, <laughs> I flipped up the the leather jacket, you know, and I I didn't even I got I think I got it from a thrift store like a long time ago, and it really really helped. So I think make some of those lace back pieces though. You know, make them eight or fifteen layers thick, and then put them in the cotton so that it's not touching you. And you can put them all over your body. You can put them in the collars of your jacket and everything, and it's so hard to get through that stuff. When you go to cut that link stat, you see how hard to cut that with scissors is because there's so much carbon in it. It's very hard to cut. Yeah, I've got to get that. I'm, I'm looking at argon mesh and link stat. Those are two mm-hmm. materials that I've never tried. I've used the aluminum foil. I've used the thermal blankets. I've used the copper mesh. You know, but then I've hit a point where they're really wearing me down on my finances. And the argon mesh and link that were were the two materials I was going to throw in there. And they're really trying to keep me at a low financial, you know. Oh, I know we're all broke. You know, everybody says, well, what do you do with your money? You you know, you there's no way that you can't be saving money. They must be crazy. I mean, I'm I I skimp on my food now just so I can have defense. Yeah, you gotta you gotta buy food. You gotta pay bills. Like I mean, this stuff costs a lot. Hey, Luda and Kyle, it's Patrick. Thanks for the tips, Luda. Sure. Um, Use a lot to... of leather, Patrick. As much leather as you can around your head it, and on your body. It really helps. Even get a leather vest yeah. because yeah. now it's winter time, and you can yeah, wear this under exactly. your your clothes well, all the time. I it's it's funny you say that because I was. I, Someone sent me a leather jacket that I got at a thrift store. It was actually a pretty expensive jacket. Uh, so it it was poked with holes, but it still would be functional. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to also say this, that the neighbors on the other side of me, behind me, um, these are the ones that are sex traffickers. And, and also, I suspect that given the reach of the directed energy tech, in other words, um, if I go into the middle of the house, nearly 100% of the time I am not hit. But if I'm close to these people behind me, then I get hit the most. Mm-hmm. And when Kyle, when you began, well, well when um, Linda began talking about shielding, the people behind me just started running up and down the stairs and into the back room. And, uh, well, what they wrong, do is they, they knock me off the call up. constantly when they don't like what I'm saying or listening to. Bingo, bangle. You know, they ha- they can knock us off these calls so easily. Right, they do that too, but it doesn't sound um, that I get it as often as you do. <laughs> I know. That's funny, Poor Patrick. Linda, I it keep was, her busy they, all like, night long. <laughs> were they suddenly wanting to d- d- distract you, Patrick? Uh, they they were running in and out, and, and, and the mother, well, the, one of the women that lives there um, has been trying to perpetuate this fake narrative that, that her mother lives there, but they actually house... Uh, teenage girls and young women between their stays at different brothels. And I suspected that. Um, and then the, the young man was arrested for kidnapping a 17-year-old. Um, but when I talk to people and say, there's no grandmother there, they actually will bring 
uh, her grandmother, who looks like her, in into the house during the afternoon, um, and then they'll take her away about three thirty in the morning. So she's a she's a prop grandmother. <laughs> uh, so it's just, just kind of crazy. Very crazy. Oh, don't go to any lengths. It's just crazy. What's so interesting about my case, and I, 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 it may not be distinct at all, but um, a, a, a small fraction, you know, maybe six out of the 24 townhomes mm-hmm. in my complex are full-time uh, gang stalkers. Uh, so I know... Um, some of them very well, their criminal histories, and uh, so it's one of them that was successfully sued a popular musician, made a bunch of money, and I suspect he tried to invest some of it in drugs because that was his past. Um, But with, with regard to shielding, I'm a little limited until I get out of my dad's lair but he doesn't want me to escape. He's yeah. he's completely in cahoots with with. I mean, he's a he's a full fledged perp gang stalker, and he's been increasing my rent every month. Um, your dad, Patrick? That's your dad? Yeah, my dad. My dad oh, owns me. Dad, and I did. My it, dad owns me. Oh my god. It's um, and he's very he's very well connected with law enforcement and DC people. Um, oh I don't know if it's perhaps he is leveraged himself, and they've given him sort of it's your son or it's you. Um, but wow. he, it appears he never really did like me. But I hadn't lived near him in 25 years. Um, but then I, you know, I directly confronted him because he was pathologically lying. He, he was driving all over the roads, risking our lives, even drove up on the side of a road once over a curb. I just absolutely horrific things and uh, nonstop gaslighting. And um, he, he has had me put into the psych ward completely under false pretenses and having is this your real dad or a stepdad? Myself, I know that I said absolutely nothing that could have ethically or uh, legally justified involuntary committal. Um, uh. So, but uh, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to suggest that everybody is in that same category. But I, but, but it's due to my dad's connections. Um, yeah, so it's out of there. Well, no, you know, Patrick, I was just thinking just now, like, you know, this weekend my parents came into town and my my stalkers were hitting me so hard that I could barely get up. You know, I opened the door for my dad because he needed the mail key or whatever. And I was like, Dad, you know, these people are hitting me so hard I can barely get, I can barely walk. And I was like, I was like, I can't believe people don't realize, you know, you can send wireless energy to a modem. Why can't you do it to a person? He's like, Kyle, Kyle, I believe you. He's like, I just feel helpless, and he he, he like, oh. sat there and prayed with me. Oh. Okay, it, that's it, really it, wonderful. Oh. I, I mean, I've been, well, I've been following you talk about your parents, is, 
and then yeah, becoming increasingly like, more open. That that's that's so that's so wonderful. Yeah, um, yeah, but but I mean, like that 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 make that breaks my heart that I, I realize that families are not like that, and and I would be homeless if my parents hadn't helped me out. You know, I'd be homeless, and it it just breaks my heart to know that they're. You know, because my, my parents, like, my mom was drunk the other night, and she was like, why do you play in what they want you to do? You know, you're going to get kicked out of these condos. You're way smarter than these people. And they don't, They my parents don't understand how serious it is. They're not connected to this world, but they know that I'm not crazy because my whole life I've been intelligent and not crazy. And so I've been, I've been very blessed in certain ways, very... You know, it's very heartbreaking in certain ways. My dad says, well, let's pray because I feel helpless here. And, like, he prays to God and he says, you know, uh, you know, I feel completely helpless, God. Please help Kyle. You know, he's a young Christian boy. He's done everything right his whole life. You know, I don't want him to live his whole life like this. But then I hear you with, with your dad like that, and I'm just like, you know, there's all kinds. You know, there's all, there's this whole... You know, a whole string of different situations and different parents, and I'm, I'm very thankful for that. But I'm heartbroken for you that you know maybe, um, you you may have a parent like that. That, yeah, you know, I, I just it kills me. It kills me, man. Definitely. Thank you. My, yeah, it, I have a. Patrick, my, I think we've we've talked about that. My mother and your father might be twins. <laughs> yeah. I really relate to what you're talking about, and I'm so sorry too. My mother's gone, which is a relief. I, I'm sorry your father's around and doing that to you. I, I Years ago, I, did a, I worked in outdoor education and uh, did a lot of, you know, wilderness survival type stuff and, and also a lot of hitchhiking all over the country. And I could, at any moment in time, just walk out of wherever I was, even in the middle of the city, and, and hitch my way. Uh, you know, to to the other side of the country, or you know that. Uh, so I had an ability to flee any bad situation. Um, yeah. But my medical condition—it's—it's. I, I mentioned this to Luda. I I am pretty certain that I was indeed born with it. It's difficult to tease out um, a lot of the pain, but uh, because a lot of it could be. Well, I know I know the electrical currents that I feel are not neuralgia. I, I did notice that something as simple as a cookie sheet would stop the mm-hmm. tingling, but only for about four or five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would outright flee if I could. Um, but whoever has a control, if I, I don't know if someone has my dad essentially handled, or if my dad is just uh, a malignant narcissist, psychopath. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But he's hearing all of this. He reflects back to me what I've watched online. He... uh, Patrick, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Sorry for taking... No, it's okay. Is that your real father or your stepfather? It's yeah, my, my my biological father. Oh, oh okay. Things were never okay. that great, but I I started hitchhiking 
away from the home when I was 15, 16 years old and then spent most of my adult life away from him. And then when I became more medically disabled, I I came, I gave, he did what they call, you you know this terminology, uh, Linda, you know, he was hovering when I was in a bad situation and acting very uh, compassionate and uh, it, just, it, it was a, a total bait and switch, which has been happening ever since this program really kicked in around 2005. Well, yeah, but um, that's what they do. That's, that is part of what this whole program is about. It's like, come here, I'll be your friend, and wham. You know, they first they're solicitous, and then they hammer it. I, well, I, I think been, that's what it, happens. Yeah. Yeah, the baiting and switching has been absolutely extraordinary. I have been stabbed so squarely in the back by people, um, some of whom I would have said, uh, you know, just they would never do something like that. I do have some friends left, but, of course, they're the people that I, you know, I can't talk about what they do. They tried to reach out to me. One of the guys tried to reach out to me, an old friend, in 2005. We caught up at a at another friend's uh funeral and I knew this friend very well and he wanted to tell me what was going on and I I, I was essentially saying like spit it out and he said well next time you come down this way you know uh in that case I uh the mid-Atlantic he said you know, give me a call. Um, but I suspect his family and um, his whole career could be risked if he if he told me what he knew. Um, so thank you for listening to that. Yeah, because I, uh, I'm, I'm like like many of us. I know I'm not the only one. Like I'm, I'm pinned on. In on both sides, I have the sex traffickers on one side, and then I have a couple with three children, uh, and they've, on several occasions, called the police and told them that I was threatening them and threatening their children. Sometimes when I was in my home, just just talking on the phone, uh, several police cars have pulled up to my townhome out front, started pounding on my door. They'll stay for 20, 25 minutes just ringing my doorbell, which is really loud, over and over and over again. Um, they could be involved in the program and being paid because I can't understand why they could ever accuse you of something like that that you never did if they weren't involved in the program. Yeah, they well, they did get the, the husband when I was uh, sort of doing my own sort of child protective services investigation for their kids just to get an assessment of what I knew was a really horrifically abusive family. Um, the husband did share what, I mean, I couldn't help but see it, that they were getting major, major remodeling, and he he boasted that the two new bathrooms cost him $30,000. And uh, almost every full-time gang stalker, except for one in this complex, has had major modeling done, and I believe that's one of the ways they are compensated. Right, right. 
an interesting thing that people that I did have at least a neutral and sometimes even maybe a good connection with after the people showed up that were doing the remodeling, those neighbors would quickly walk inside if I, you know, called them or just said hi. Um, like you're too close to something.
what what's happening in TI. Is they yeah, yeah I agree. I I wonder if it is to hone a program to 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 perfect uh, a slow kill program because if they roll out plan too quickly, people may may uh, uprise. So they're trying to 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 perfect a low, uh, excuse me, a slow kill program to take us out um, a little more gradually, and also just work on, uh, you know, work on uh, different ways to destroy us. It does help sometimes for me to think about all the people that are literally being bombed and shot and, and, and throughout throughout the Middle East, actually, you know, all parts of the world. Um, but it's it's creepy that I have, you know, like a family right behind me that they they never leave home unless I leave home, and it's just completely on top of me. But, Rita, I did hear enough of what you were saying, that you were saying 11 out of, what was it, 49 apartments were, were involved. Oh, Luda. Yeah. Luda's really got it. Yes. Yeah, I had a good conversation with Luda several nights ago. Right after you had left, uh, Linda, we, we continued to talk. Good. But like I'm saying, people that you sometimes think are friends, you must be very careful. Yes. Because they can come across so friendly and so wonderful, even help you in some ways. But they can be totally employed by this whole program. Oh, yeah. I think I had that experience years ago. Uh, See? someone who I knew for like 15 years. Uh, um yeah, I think it's possible, or or just my perception was such where I I believed it to be true, and then I then it was so um, painful that, that that I dissociated from it, and I, I I went into denial and I forgot about it, and I still kept on associating with this person, and uh, over and over again, telling myself it's not true, it's not possible, and uh, I still to this day am confused about it. I don't know. I have no contact anymore with this but uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But some of the things are really uh, bizarre that happened, you know. And um, some of the things that were said, and I'm saying, well, because because of her association with me over the years, she probably was was covertly targeted, you know. I, I think that's what happens to a lot of us. The people who are associated with get targeted, and it, it's covert. Uh, and, that's, and that's how the takeover is. It's really insidious. But but the, but it, see, if, if everyone knew that was getting targeted, they were getting targeted. They couldn't get away with it. So they had. So, like, so, so we're over. We know about it. So we're like the prototypes. We're like the guinea pigs uh, because because we know. So it's like they're they're watching us because we know what's going on. So it's a real experiment to see. Well, these people know that they're getting targeted, and, and let's see how they how they have to how they react. So it's another experiment altogether with us. But, but the people that don't know they're getting targeted, it, 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 it's less of an experiment for them because they don't know. Okay? Their consciousness doesn't 
to know it's going on. So there's less, less money that's being made on most on the people that don't know they're getting involved in it. Just like my 44-year-old daughter, is she? I don't know, and I'll never know to the day I die. Is she? Was she um, remotely controlled mentally? Her mind. Or is she a part of the program and receiving money? Because her whole world, when she got really uh, nasty with me, was based on materialism. There was nothing that wasn't to do with materialism, which was total different from what I knew her growing up. So consequently, I think she could have been a part of the program, too. Yeah. Did anybody come into her life right then? Did anybody, like, a man? It's really hard to say because there's so much deception and illusion. Uh, in, 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 these pro- in these projects and protocols that it's really hard to know because because our, our, our perceptions are definitely manipulated. I mean, without a doubt, that's the, that's a big part of this, you know, that we, that, uh, to, to, to modify our behavior, our perceptions would have to change, would have to even have our behaviors change. That's a big part of our behaviors being different, of seeing things differently to change our behaviors. So, so, so it's, it may or may not be. I mean, that's the, I mean, that's the thing. And, we can, and it's kind of like the expression, you can go around chasing your tail. You know, I can go, we can go around chasing our tails wondering if this ex-friend of mine uh, knew if she was actually, uh, you know, implicated with it, if she was getting paid, um, or if she was scared she was going to get targeted. And she just did it because, uh, you know. And then she mentioned a couple of times that she wants to do this very expensive uh, training, really expensive. And uh, so that got me thinking, well, is she getting paid to, to, so she can do this very expensive training that she just really doesn't have the money for, you know. So I had all these uh, questions about it and doubts about her being, you know, uh, real. And, and uh, I think that's what's done to us. You know, we're, like we're put into a lot of, a lot of um, questioning and doubting and um, healthy skepticism, and um, it's, 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 it's a dehumanization and a demoralization of us, basically. You know, we don't know, we, you know, we can't trust, you know, and, and that's, not trusting uh, is not really a good feeling. It's um, actually a very uncomfortable feeling, not trusting so much. You know, it's like everything. Everything's like over the edge. Everything's extreme. You know, it's like uh, extreme. You know, with things. I like things balanced. Always like things to be balanced. But things. Talk about things balanced now because there's lots of there's lots of intrusion. There's, you know, there's lots of um, you know manipulation that I can't control. I can. That's I can why we have my, each other. That's why we have each other to be friends because we can't exactly. really trust people exactly. out there. Thank God we've got each other. Because the people out there, we don't know. We don't know if they somebody got to them. We just don't know. So spending a lot of time on it just doesn't, you know, every so often, um, you know, uh, running it through is one thing, but we can't go there and and um, we can't live there. We can't live in the past. We can't live in the future. You can only live right now. You know, and right now we we need shielding. I still like Lou's idea if we could share what we can do about shielding, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to just add something. I, I don't know how many people have had the opportunity to watch the the TED talks on the East German Stasi's uh, process of their setzum. 
um, which Rosetten. Rosetten. exactly. Yeah, I'm trying. Uh, there's Hubertus Knab. Um, but one of the big things is um, manufactured failures. Manufactured failures in relationships, which means we could be set up, and then man- manufactured failures at work. And when the guy giving the presentation uh, told a former Stasi after the wall had come down, uh, he said to the former Stasi, this was before he saw his paperwork, he said, well, if you sent anyone in uh, to infiltrate me, I would have known. And the Stasi member said, we didn't send anyone in. We just picked off all the people around you. Um, Interesting. That's it, yeah. Interesting. I, 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 and I, I, the woman who was just talking before, I, I jumped in. I, I, you don't have to tell me your name, but I didn't know your name. And that's okay. But I was listening. Now that, that's interesting what you just said, that what they do is they, they just pick off those that are around us, and I believe that. Um, you know, when we get close to somebody, they find them. They get in there. I've seen person after person after person start out really seeming like a friend in a new area and they weren't they didn't have time to get to them already but as time goes on I could see this film coming over their face like they didn't they were no longer my friend you know kind of their eyes glaze over when you're talking to them you know? right and I uh, you know I I have seen the the, you know, just the the sadistic smirks, mm-hmm. and if I've if I've continued any sort of relationship with them, it became strategic, and I'm I just have never operated interpersonally with with strategy. It's just not something that I I ever um, endured. You know, so if someone was making me have to be strategic in a relationship, then I had nothing to do with them. Um, and but at this point, that's you know when when we see the the sadistic smirks, I mean that that's it. Um, that person is is uh, not going to be able to do most likely anything helpful or constructive or kind to us. Uh, it's we don't need friends like that, right? No, no. That's why, like you were saying, Linda, it's, it's, these phone calls have been um, a lifesaver for me. If I'd had these phone calls, I would never have moved. If I'd had someone, people that I could talk to and, and be friends with, I was so... I, it got very bad where I was. It's even worse here. But um, if I, But if I'd had you guys... I would have been able to think my way through it and not react to my situation like I did, you know? I think these are very, very important for us to maintain our sanity and to maintain some kind of stability in our lives, you know? Yeah, when I was in Colorado at one point, I I, I did live in a very small town, uh, absolutely breathtaking, and... um, Lived in a big home with, you know, even though we were renting with my ex-wife, but then um, we couldn't have children without a 50% chance of passing on my condition. 
So we broke up, and then I started bouncing around. And that's when the nearly daily break-ins began to occur. And then the, what will I call them, the, the men with guns and big trucks started to stop the living daylights out of me. I would, it, it would take about a minute or two from walking out of my driveway and the, all the men uh, would just swarm me. Um, it reached a point I didn't actually get hit by a truck, but the back end slid on. They were trying to come as closely as possible and they fishtailed. And I stepped backwards, fell over a railroad tie, fell down like a 25-foot embankment into a creek. Thankfully, it was right behind my cabin. Um, but if I had known then what I know now, um, these men um, were supposedly very fearful of the federal government and this and that. And they were operating... Uh, according and, and under some sort of false pretense. But I, if, I, if I knew then what I know now, I would have uh, worked on them one by one because um, I think it would be a lot easier. And, 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 you know, and, and I would have had to persuade fewer people and maybe I would have been able to create a network. Um, but what they didn't know is what I picked up on is their little a uh, group of men with guns had been infiltrated. Um, and they, you know, so it, it was the irony that these people, you know, these guys were fearful of the federal government and feel fearful of the federal government overreaching, but they were being used as pawns. Um, so, yeah, the, anyways, that's, yeah, I, 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 that's all I have to say about that, but. Yeah. Well, it's 11.30, you guys, and I don't know about you, but my eyes are starting to close. Has everybody said what they want to say? Except, okay. Okay, Marcus, I'm going to unmute you. There you go. Marcus, are you with us? Oh, thanks, Linda. Um, hmm. That guy is a wonderful speaker. Um, um, you mean Patrick, the gentleman who was just talking? Yeah, I mean, all of us were getting along together the whole night. Mm-hmm. We did. There weren't any fights in here. Yeah? Well, thank you, Marcus. Um, I know you're dealing with a particularly rough protocol. I really do understand that. Oh, thanks, Patrick. Uh, you too, man. I love you, bro. Uh, hands up. Love you too, man. Yeah, I think we got along pretty well tonight. And I thank you guys very much for that. Yeah, despite a lot of... Thank you, little little Linda. Little (laughs) Linda. Well, thank you, Marcus. What were you going to say, Patrick? Oh, I was just saying, yeah, there was a point there where there was significant interference, and yet we were able to kind of work, work our way through it. Yeah. Hey Linda, uh, I am the most unbelievable boxer in the world. I'm, that's very nice for you. Thank you. Welcome. Pacquiao. Pacquiao. Yeah. Hmm. 
No, I mean... Yeah? Um... Pacquiao. No guess, 25. Nah. No, but Linda, I mean, I, I think that I could box anyone and knock them out in the ring. Well, I wish I could. Are you still relatively young? Yeah, I'm 37. Yeah, that's re- yeah, it's relatively young. Yeah, it is. Um, and how long have you been targeted, Marcus? Uh, uh, six or seven years. So right around when you were 30, you started getting it, right? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty young. What they do. Yeah, I used to. So, put up uh, your best boxer to fight me, and all the proceeds will go towards TIs. Do you get it? Yeah, I don't. I don't have a boxer. I don't have somebody I can put up against you. Manny Pacquiao. What? Manny Pacquiao. I don't know who that is. Alex Jones. Well, I know who Alex Jones is, but that's another whole another ballpark. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I never boxed at a, you know, at some sort of, or even really competitively, but I did yeah. martial arts and boxing when I was younger. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I'm not box. part at this point in my life. <laughs> I might get uh, Linda? really surprised if I had to box someone. I might get decked. Uh, I don't mean that to you. One night I was thinking how tough I was, and I fell down outside my front in my front <laughs> yard on the cement with, without anyone's help. And uh, <laughs> the, the, isn't that the, what the, happens when we start to think we're pretty, my Palmer. pretty yeah, important the, stuff? You know, all the, the concrete stuff really happens. hurt. I was thinking, oh my God, it's been a long time since I've fallen on concrete. That oh man. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, the first time I had walked in snow was when after I moved up here because I lived in Southern California for my whole life and I just didn't see snow. And um, so I just walked outside in my tennis shoes and I took a header. Not well, it wasn't a header. I fell header. on my butt so hard. Yeah. And when you fall on snow, I know you guys know more about this than I do, but when your feet slip out from under you and you go down, wow. Wow, that hurts. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I have experienced that. Well, <laughs> don't be ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> there, there was another time Boxing. where the roads yeah, were really, really icy, so cars weren't driving. This is in the... Uh, near where Luda has lived in sort of the Finger Lakes part of New York. Yeah. And I was running, and I was sliding along the ice, you know, for about 10, 20 yards at each stretch, and it was just absolutely incredibly fun. And then I I did have this thought, you know, the prize. I had a thought that... um, how agile I was, yeah. <laughs> and then a moment later, uh, I was I was down. I mean, it was so distinct. Yeah, that's kind of how God works, isn't it? 
You know, when, yeah. we, get, when we think, look at us, we're you know, sensational. He just kind of says, oh, yeah? You know? Exactly. I, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's just to keep us Oh, keep us fuck humble. not. Important to stay humble. You know, the biggest the biggest mistakes I've made in my life, I think, are when I when I I was into my ego and thought you can't do that to me, you know, and then and then I do something really stupid and do it to myself, you know. The most right. stupid things I've done have been have been when my ego got a hold of me. Yeah, it's and and the most self destruct, you know. It's a hard thing to tame and keep in check. Mm-hmm. Hey, Beth, yeah, when I, I so if 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 you have if Marcus, I was just wondering, I if where you'd live in uh, Minnesota because I lived in um, Watertown. It's a small town near Faribault and Mankato, and then I lived in Northfield for a little bit. Uh, no way, I live no more. You don't. You're not in that state. Or you don't want to go into it. That's fine. Or, mm-hmm. I spent a winter up there. That's mm-hmm. all I was basically getting at. I think I've turned my heat on. Um, well, I don't know. I've always lived in Southern California and then Middle Coast, and that was beautiful. Never over, never over 75 and ne- never under 65. It was just wonderful. And then I moved to a little town, and it was it was based on ego. They couldn't do that to me, you know. Well, yeah, they can. When did you move? Like how long ago? About four years ago. And um, I was in a gorgeous area with a really lovely home, and um, I got angry at my son and my daughter-in-law. She is definitely a perp, definitely. And um, I just thought, you can't do that to me. I don't have to put up with that. And I moved into this stupid little area. And I wish I hadn't done that, you know. But it is what it is. I guess we learn our lessons. I know that when I start feeling like um, I'm, I don't know, um, I don't know, when I just start feeling like someone can't do something to me, yes, they can. So just... I don't mean I don't mean out of protecting oh. myself. I'm talking more out of just I won't put up with that kind of you know that stuff. You ever feel that way? Sure. Yeah. Of yeah. course. But not uh, not out of a not from a healthy place. More of an ego place. I was I was operating from, and um, that just doesn't work. You know. Yes. Definitely. I do know. <laughs> <laughs> But are you is 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 the is the town small enough that you could possibly begin to turn people? Um, I live in a, in a gated area, and um, I think pretty much the whole the the group that runs this place is very involved, and um, the town is not. It, it's small, but it's very kind of spread out, you know. Uh, you know, it's not a place I really want to bother investing time. I'm tired of it. I want to move out of here, and I will as soon as I find some money that's been taken, you know. So, 
You know, okay. I, I, mm-hmm. I mentioned this once, um, either on, I think on a call and maybe even in writing. A lot of people uh, will mention Stanley Milgram's experiments where he uh, recruited a bunch of people, you know, volunteers to do this experiment where there was one person who didn't know what's going on and then a bunch of people in the experiment that did. The one person who didn't know what was going on uh, was told that they were a teacher and they were going to teach the students. um, They would ask the students who were actually actors, ask the student questions. And if the student didn't get the, the question right, the the people who didn't know what was going on were to give them a shock. And the shock went from low all the way up to a shock that, that was so severe that it could, could be, could be life threatening or it could be really, really serious. It would cause them I'll kill either of you. Harm. But, and so people often talk about the fact yeah. that 65% Just... of people when they were told by an authority figure to shock the person, did go along and shocked, shocked the person, thinking that it was the greatest shock. Um, but but what a lot of people don't realize is that experiment was actually Ugh. done in different ways eight times. Bloody. Was that was that when they was that the one where they weren't really shocking them, or is that the one where they were really shocking them? They they, they were not really shocking them, um, but they would give they would increase the shocks to the point where the person they thought was being really 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 hurt. And, and sixty five percent of the people did that, so so that's that's very disheartening. But on the other side, thirty-five oh, percent did stop. But the one thing that I I never hear when it's discussed uh, on these calls or um, even in even when it's summarized is uh, the Milgram's experiments were, actually were eighteen, and they had many different uh, you know uh, many many different methodologies. But they had one methodology that students, the people being tricked. We're, we're all allowed in the room together, and then they picked then they picked two students who actually knew Roundhouse what was going head. on, and they instructed they instructed those two students to refuse to shock the people, uh, just outright refuse, and ninety percent of the rest headline. of the students. Refuse to shock. So my my point is, I I don't know if if, if I've been clear in describing that, but my point is, um, being good and doing good to people is actually incredibly contagious. And I think that's a big, and I think that's sort of the crux of what's going on is. is, Oh, fuck. What's that? I'm sorry? People with integrity uh, are able to keep others in check? Right. Uh, no. Okay, Marcus, no. you are... No. Marcus, stop it. 
either stop it or I mute you. I mean, it, you know, it, it, it was an experiment, of course, so it doesn't necessarily mean to, to have um, I'm gone. complete application. Roller, whoa, rollerblades. Sorry. Go ahead, Linda. Honey, I just don't know what to do about you. You know, I really don't like to exclude you, but at the same Tomorrow. time, you make it impossible to keep you here. I don't get it. It's very discouraging. <coughs> and what Patrick is talking about is very interesting. Um, my knees are shaking. Whoa, fuck. Holy. So, yeah, that's just something I want to kind of throw, throw that whole thing out there that um, I, it's my, it, it's, I've come to believe, and I realize I'm, you know, I'm just middle-aged, but I've come to believe that people are really susceptible to doing both good and bad, um, and that you know we have, uh, we do have a certain percentage that of people uh, who have no intact conscience at all, and there's no hope for them. But there's a significant portion of people um, that could be easily shamed and yeah. uh, guilt-ridden if they knew what they were actually uh, helping to do. So. I think they use any method they can. I think they're master manipulators, and they can they can read people real fast, as most sociopaths or narcissistic malignant narcissists can. And um, you know, I think they um, they read people real fast. They know what'll work on them. They use guilt. They use don't you want to don't you want to save your country? You know that kind of thing. They get involved in the surveillance and all of that. Just as you were saying earlier with with in um, Germany, you know, they got involved. They were helping the country or help whatever. But um, I think that's a lot of what they use. They'll use any method they can, you know. And I think some good people are do get involved by being manipulated into it, and then they really can't get out. That makes oh sense. yeah, we have we have nearly you know just shy of five million people on probation and parole. Yeah. In our country, we, we often hear that you know that we have the most incarcerated population, which is in the world, which is true. Mm-hmm. But we also have the most people under correctional control outside of jails and prisons. So you combine those people with with private contractors who have no oversight whatsoever, and and then a bunch of agencies that have corrupt elements within them. I want to believe that there's still some good people in some of these agencies. Um, but anyways, that, that's all. I appreciate being able to talk about that. Yeah, no, me too. I appreciate your input because you're making um, You know, it, it makes sense um, that they're not all bad, rotten people. I certainly don't want them living next door, but, you know... Um, I'm sure they yeah, have multitudes. Go ahead. It, it's important. It's going to be critical that we we get some of these people to actually, you know, really do blow the whistle. Yeah. And I and I just want to touch on with, with like Coffrin. I I agree with the assessment, Brian, that he could never be a representative for the community, and he could pose a serious 
danger to to the the whole program's credibility. Um, and my sense is that I I kind of jumped on him immediately because it, I just didn't think the science made any sense. Mm-hmm. And then I stepped back and um, said, wow, I could be keeping someone from coming forward who could help. Um, but with regard to him, um, I, I still wonder, I mean, I, I think there is a very good chance that he was possibly targeted after disclosing, um, you know, it, there's so many possibilities there, but I just want to kind of leave that, that door open. Or, I mean, not, not that he could ever speak for the community and we, you know, but, but just, um, I believe a yeah. lot of people get leveraged into this is, 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 is what I'm saying. Um, so I, I don't know a lot about that situation, and I haven't really spent a lot of time researching it, but um, we are going to need people to come out of the woodwork, as the psychopaths are doing to us, but we're going to need some people to come out of the woodwork who I, I want to believe are listening to these calls. You know, we have, we'll have a call with 15, maybe, you know, maybe 10 to 15 people talking and, and writing, but there may be 65 people completely silent. And so. Yeah. No, I, I, it would be, somebody was saying, I think it was Cece was talking about the fact that wouldn't it be a great idea to say, okay, this is, this is forgive the perps day, you know. So you all that are, um, you know, you all that are uh, uh, low levels that have been pushed into this, come on out, talk to us, and we'll say fine. We're not going to turn you in or, you know, um, turn you in as criminals. Uh, I think that's kind of a good idea. It's a great idea. I mean, to, to, it, I mean, it might be difficult to implement and, and and get that to occur but that's a great idea because i don't think i don't think most of them are complete sociopaths or psychopaths i, don't I think believe so either yeah i believe most of them have intact consciences um and through a combination of leverage and different forms of compensation yeah um they get squeezed into it because I've seen, you know, like when I have just stopped, I, I do this a lot where I just politely begin to talk to someone. And um, I've seen a lot of people that, that were, you know, they just looked ashamed. They looked guilt ridden. They looked uncomfortable. And then I've, but I have seen my share of people that just immediately start smirking. Um, yeah. And then I don't waste my time with them. I just, so yeah, yeah. Have a good day. So, but those, the ones with the grin, you know, the the blank blank stare and the grin, you know. Yeah, um, the sadistic smirk for me is yeah. Um, yeah. It's indicative okay, okay. Of, of yeah, it's indicative of it at, at the very least just a very strong sadistic streak, if not outright psychopathy or sociopathy. So I, I see well, that. And we really need to pay attention to that. Come here, Daisy. We really need to pay attention to that because I didn't with someone that I, God darn, I, you know, on, on some level I had to have known 
that this woman was going to hurt me. And I um, I let go of that. You know, we need to not second-guess ourselves, I think. Yes. We need to yeah, always I, be I, more I, pro-protective, you know. Definitely. I've had people where I, yeah, yeah, that I, I, I've continued relationships with after the smirk. And um, yeah. in some cases, it was just st- strategic trying to figure out what, you know, because their uh, children involved or their animal is, you know, every, every, you know, they're abusing everything in their, their environment. Um, so that if I ever did need to, um, file a CPS report, um, I could feel ethically okay with that. It's interesting in 10 years of working in social services, I only needed to file one CPS report because I really believed in trying to keep families together unless it was really, really horrific. But since being targeted by this program, I have seen this extraordinary incidence of uh, just psychopaths and sociopaths. And so they're coming out of the woodwork, uh, you know, that the only thing that has kept them in check for their whole lives uh, is the law. And, and that's why I'd wanted to end on a good note, but it's, it, it, it's, it's a little, you know, unsettling that people need external laws and rules to not engage in, you know, helping to slow, slowly kill people. So, yeah. Yeah, that is disheartening, isn't it? But it's, but it's true. It is what it is. Um, I agree. <clears throat> I agree. Hmm. So how long have you lived where you are right now, Patrick? <clears throat> A little shy of four years. Yeah. Hmm. You don't see your way out, do you? With, without you, someone's help, yeah, without someone helping and then... Um, I don't. I, I, uh, I've begged my my father was throwing out all these figures when I first moved here. I'll give you this amount of money if you want to get out. If it's so bad, and and then a few days later he'd say, "I didn't say that." You know that. You know, just ah. just childish, ah. Um, horrific gaslighting. Yeah, he he, he loves. It. And he's doing it to my mother, and and uh, it's but she, you know, made her nest and. Yeah. Um, yeah, he sounds pretty sadistic. Yeah, I I, um, I I I knew that I didn't have the greatest upbringing and relationship with him, but uh, like I said. He started dealing with his own, you know, his own medical issues. Began to hover. Began to become very uh, empathetic and compassionate. And I was just like, "Oh wow, this is wonderful. My my father's changing." Um, because I do, I, I I've seen uh, dramatic changes in people. Um, well, you, I mean, you you you've done AA, and I mean that alone, you know, I've just seen absolute incredible transformations. Um, but yeah, he he was baiting and switching me. Um, so, Does he but, drink? 
Does he drink? He does, but I don't think he, you know, I think at times in his life he's he's drank alcoholically, but it it, it isn't a big part of his life now. Um, so he was able to sort of reel it in. Um, yeah. But that may be one of the reasons why he's angry, because he he would be doing much, you know, he, he might not be as angry if, if he drank, but I'm not, you know, I'm not suggesting he do that, uh, but, but I think you know what I mean, that a lot of people will drink to cover up the anger. Oh, yeah. And then they get angrier. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's an ugly disease. Yeah, that, but, yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he is, is a drinker. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. If he is, then probably um, not drinking would be very, very difficult for him. Right. Yeah. Well, I do have a, an older brother, and we were extremely cro- close um, up until around uh, 2009. And he just recently moved into the same city, and I've seen him maybe an hour and a half total in oh. six months. I've never been to his home. Uh, so... Um, but that's not close. And he's, he's, uh, he was, when I was living with him in Colorado, he was pickling his liver in a way that seemed almost deliberate. Um, but that's how, when, when people are in the throes, as you know. Um, so that's, you know, when, when I come out with these, um, uh, statements that these people are being squeezed quite often and leveraged. Um, it, it does often come from people that are close to me, like family, friends, who I know are not psychopaths and sociopaths. Um, men especially can be so easily leveraged with with just knowing a little bit about their sexual life, for instance. And it's, mm-hmm. it's and, and and can be ruined because of it, you know. So just for instance. So thank you for letting me ramble on. Oh, you, sure. you, you were getting tired about a half an hour ago. So. Oh, that's all right. I'm trying to set my alarm. It's, of course, not setting. I didn't know. <laughs> anyway, I've been. So, but I've been listening. But I've been. What? Somebody's um, the same people that mess with everything else mess with my alarm system. It's just adorable. Oh yeah, they oh. do it with me. Just yeah. they're able to everything. mess with my my rate my clock that's supposed to be satellite set, um, and it's not due to like a change in the time zones or anything like that. They they, they are able to change it. And I, so, anyways, it makes it really, really difficult to get it back on time. Did we, we're okay? Did did I, did everybody turn their clocks back last night? I think they were supposed to be, weren't they? Wasn't last night the day the time change? By the way, I don't know. I, I I'm embarrassed to admit that I. I didn't see it on the news, but um, 
I thought it was. I could be wrong. Could be. Not a big deal. I never pay attention anyway. I just leave my clocks the same way all year. Just figure it'll it'll turn back soon. Yeah. Well, the first the first Sunday. And I think too the cool. I've lost my page. The cool thing is that um, that we we have now we I think we only have three months of of dark. You know, or they, you know, turning the clocks back, and the rest of it's daylight savings, which I do love. You know, right? So it is. It, it's this coming Sunday. Yes. Oh. Pretty Oh man! Apparently, Ken is streaming this call in into um, his room to be able to laugh at us. He's a, just a swell guy. I don't quite get this man. Um, you know, Ken and Karen. I, I, huh? you know, I, um, I would say, you know, until just particular rants, um, I thought very highly of him and what he had to offer and what he was doing. And, and uh, you know, again, it's really hard to tell sometimes if someone all of a sudden got really, really squeezed hard, leveraged, up, up some sort of deal. It, it, it's just, you know, but in other words, did... I, I, I'm constant, you know, growing up a lot, I played yeah. peacemaker a lot between two, between people. Uh, but I was talking to someone about this recently. I, I convinced in high school. I convinced a good friend, male friend of mine, that this other girlfriend of mine—you know, she wasn't my partner, but a, a friend who was a girl—that they both uh, shouldn't hate each other. That they actually have this and this and this in common, and um, and then they hooked up, and it turned into like the most horrifically abusive <laughs> relationship. So. Uh, that, that was my lesson about like matchmaking and, and, yeah, and uh, never a good trying idea. To, <laughs> trying to like uh, create harmony where there's no, you know, at times where there's no chance of of harmony being created. Yeah, I just think it's really sad that he has to stream this call. I mean, you've got your own call, Ken. Do your own thing. How sad. Um, I he, well, Ken was talking one night about the law and uh, this encyclopedic memory of the law. And I don't know if he actually went to law school or you know, it was just but was talking about the law in such an informed way, you know, and it's. Um, yeah, well, I've yeah, heard him talk about the law too, and it's not so informed. Something about you have to go up to this part of the of the courtroom, or you have to stand back here, and you have to put your name is in all caps, and it means something. I mean, it all was so not true. Um, I worked in law for twenty years. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to litigation and oh, right. courtroom I, I, I remember that. 
And he's just like, well, I don't know what he was talking about, but it was nonsense. Um, I don't know, maybe he read it out of some book somewhere and a, a story or something, I don't know, but it was nonsense. And I was, you know, I, people, I heard a lot of people were a bit, um, uh, didn't like him for his rants about Jewish people, and he goes off on his things. And a lot of people were not happy and concerned that his calls were pretty angry. And um, I, it's like, okay, fine, but, you know, we all have our own thing <clears throat> until he went after me. And that's, you know, I just, I, I have no need. I don't know. I'm just, it was painful, and it was <clears throat> something that I, very sorry happened. We don't need to do that to each other. And, um, you know, none of us need to do that to each other. No, I, and that, that you were simply how, trying to moderate. How do you know he's streaming your call, Linda? Because somebody, uh, uh, somebody in this call came in just to tell us, uh, Ken is desperate. He is streaming this call. Well, I just I just called to check, and and, and um, uh, that woman from Connecticut has been speaking for probably a couple of hours now. She's still speaking. I don't think there's anyone on the call but her and him. They're having a oh. they have the dialogue, so I don't hear any streaming on the on the call there. No streaming. Streaming. He's streaming. S T R E A M I N G. Right, right. That means that that means that that he can hear your call and his call, right? Right. Well, I I called to check, and it's just just um, that woman from Connecticut, I can't think of her name. Connie. Uh, Connie. And I checked a couple hours ago, uh, beginning at like 9 o'clock, and she's been on since 9 o'clock talking. Just just she and him on the call. That's it. Okay. Well, I don't hear hear us on, I didn't hear us on on his call, just just Connie and him. Well, maybe he's not. Or maybe, or maybe it wasn't. I, I mean, uh, yeah, and I, 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 uh, I wanted to speak directly to him. That's usually my rule about sort of going about this. So, um, which, which I'll need to do. Um, but I will say, just in a general fashion, that I was, yeah, I'm concerned when people who, you know, one moment seem. Uh, to be a genuine TI and caring and like in the in a flash um, change and you know it, it, and I'm 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 skeptical of complete mind control and complete mind reading but then I you know then something as simple as Sirhan Sirhan the whole Robert Kennedy assassination and that was many decades ago. Um, so, hmm. yeah, I'm just like what I'm saying, you know, like I don't know if Sirhan Sirhan exploited the fact that the government was trying to create the ability to control minds and, and, to, and to create oh. Manchurian candidates yeah. and, if, and or... Uh, was he truly being mind controlled and really had no memory of the event? Um, hmm. Hmm. I was there that night. It that he shot Bobby Kennedy. Like in the, 
it was in a the California. hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just there with someone, and um, he wanted to go. He's like, "Oh, well, whatever you want to do." And um, anyway, yeah, I was. So yeah, so you spent a lot of time in L.A. So that's uh, why you have interesting stories. Yeah, I've got all kinds of stuff. I don't even talk about him. Um, <laughs> so that that was. That was Los Angeles. I can't, I just remember California. No, that was yeah, Texas. It was, wasn't it? What? Wasn't that in Texas? No. It, no, it was in California. It was. Oh, I. Yeah. I can. Yeah, I, RFK. Yeah, not not JFK, but R, right. Robert. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Bobby Kennedy. Yeah, where was JFK assassinated? Texas. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, Dallas. Dallas County, where Lyndon B. Johnson came from. Uh-huh. But let me say, um, I never used to believe in mind control when I first heard it. I, and I said, oh, for somebody to do that, they just are very, very weak or, you know, don't have a very good grip. Um, but when I came to Gold Beach, I've learned what mind control is. And really, it's kind of ruining my life. Um, Between the mind control and the frequencies, I'm having a really hard time. It's just like my nights are days and my days are nights, practically. And um, so I, I know I believe about the mind control now, and I'm just trying to figure out ways to counteract it. Is this Sue? This is Donna. Donna, have you tried? You know something. The one, the one thing that really helped, or one of the main things, that, <clears throat> excuse me, helped me about with um, Dave Case's CD is it lets me sleep. Uh, you know, we don't even know what's going on, what, what they're doing to us in the middle at night to not let us sleep. But boy, that—that's the first night I got a decent night's sleep in months was when I listened to Dave's CD at night. The first night. You might want to think about that. Um, tried it like last week, and I don't know what happened exactly. Really, um, I think it was like too irritating or something. I don't know what it was. I I got that a long, long time ago when I was in Arizona mountains, and um, I used to put it in the bedroom and turn it up full blast. Because the apartment on the other side that were hurting me so bad, their bedroom was adjacent to mine. And um, so it drove them crazy. But it didn't bother me that way that I didn't I didn't have uh, headphones or anything at that time. When did you get so, this from Dave? Because he's got two CDs out. I don't I, have the second one. He sent me the first one. Uh, that was about 2000. Thirteen, yeah. Mhm. I, I hear what you're saying. I, there are times I feel that way too. Yeah. Well, when they hurt your head, you know, I've had a lot of the um, crush in my head, like it was a pecan or something, mm-hmm. and um, I, I had it once severely when I was living with my best friend in California, and um, she and I used to watch The Bachelor together. 
and they didn't want me to see the finale. And I'm telling you, it was uh, undescribable pain. And then when I came here, I had it in this house just recently, a couple, three days ago. And then um, I think I had it in the other house too. But they've really been coming down on me, and, and it's, uh, I've had two days of reprieve, and I guess it's because we've been going to the sheriff and calling with uh, authorities and different things and um, passing out flyers and going to the neighbors. And um, I wasn't brave enough to do that when I was working, and I had to honor the woman that I was um, working for at that time. But now, since I'm getting hurt so severely, it, it's kicked in. I'm going to die this way um, unless something miraculous happens. And I, the, the, before the last two days, I honestly felt like this is my last stop. I, I will never make it out of here alive. That's how I feel. Um, between you the pain and the mind control and the frequencies and the pricking and the microwaves and the radiating, burning me so and just all of it, you know. Um, it's really wearing me down. You may not want to go into this, and we may have talked about it already, so I'm sorry for if I forgot, but are you, when you mentioned mind control, are you getting... Uh, B2K or the no, remote neural that. monitoring? Uh, three, neural monitoring, I think I have that, I'm pretty sure. Um, and manipulation? The frequencies are severe. They, they don't let me sleep. Like I was up till 6 o'clock this morning laying there trying to sleep. And... Uh, Finally, I got up and I took a bike again, and that does it for me. And my doctor won't give me hardly any more, uh, and I don't like to use that. Melatonin works really well for the longest time. Uh, now the melatonin doesn't seem to be working. And uh, okay, I, I've got I take a slew of things because I I don't get to sleep otherwise. But not only melatonin, but also um, valerian root, chamomile, um, um, some kind of flowers. I can't remember that right now. But uh, if I didn't, do you think your doctor would give you something like trazodone, which is just a real mild antidepressant? Because it, it, but it's used now. It's not really used as an antidepressant. It's used for sleep. And it's My problem is, is that anything, all the sleeping pills, in fact, I have about six of, it may be that somewhere, I hit, I hide my medicine, <laughs> and then I can't find it. I just found something in 2015. <laughs> um, but, um, like, I've tried different ones, and um, I just take a pinch off of it. I can sleep all day. So I have a real, for some reason, Vicodin, I can take it, and I'm I'm alert the next day. I'm up and going and everything. But, um, and I only take it like 
when I really need it. They've asked me a long time, but since they've been doing this frequency thing recently, um, it's been more. Well, is your doctor getting funny about about prescribing it? Uh, yeah, he he wasn't going to, and I I said, well, you know, I talked him into it. He said, okay, well, um, this will last you half a year or something. I said, okay. Yeah, they're gonna be funny. Um, but I don't want to well. do this anything either. You know, um, I only. I've always only taken it just like when it was really impossible. So like a year's worth of of uh Vicodin for you, uh Rush Limbaugh and other people uh, would do that in a day or two. <laughs> and uh, is there any reason why you don't want to take Trazodone? Well, just that. It's like I said, I've tried different things, and I can just take even a little uh, sliver of it, and it, it just puts me out for a day and a half or whatever. Um, my, my, my system evidently is very sensitive to it. Okay. Can you maybe take half? I just, if, you, if, you, if you're up all night, that just... You're up till six o'clock, and I take Vicodin and and melatonin and valerian root, and I just you know or I would not sleep, and um, and I get up at eight o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, and I don't feel as cheery as can be. But if I didn't ever sleep, boy, I'll tell you, I would be really upset. I mean, it, it would be horrible. Well, it 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 makes you it neutralizes you. You you can't function normally the way you w- want to. Uh, I'm a real go-getter, and I, boy, like I've been out in the yard all day and working, and I just love doing things. You know, I'm 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 a creator, and um, shoot, I wake up what one thirty. You know. <laughs> well, can you okay? Wait. Can you, like, go to bed at 8 at night and then get up early? Well, that's well, not the thing. The thing is, is they, are, they are running these frequencies through my head so severely. It's like ringing, 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 ringing. Have you not had frequencies? Oh, God, yes. That's why <laughs> I... Oh, yeah. I do everything I can to not... I, oh, also, CBD oil, that helps uh, stop. And I asked Dave why that seems to help, because it does help. Just a minute, Daisy's got to get up. It does help um, uh, cut down on the ringing in the ears. And um, he said it will equalize, it equalizes or harmonizes your, your your own personal frequencies so that it, the the um, what they're doing to you doesn't, isn't as bad, and it really does seem to affect the frequencies. I mean, the tinnitus. Do you take it internally? Oh yeah, CBD oil goes under your tongue. It's a it's a tincture that that you can put under your tongue, and I think it's just it, uh, it's really important. I give it to Daisy too. Give it to my dogs. So uh-huh. and it, it helps with pain. Um, <clears throat> it just helps. In fact, I'm doing it right now. Uh, 
it helps with everything that that they do to us. In my opinion, it's just a cure all for everything. In my opinion, but um, okay. it really helps. I wish you'd try it. I wish everybody'd try it. Um, yeah, I will. Yeah, I, I was off all you know FDA approved medication, mm-hmm. um, except for one. But I was about to be off of that in uh, a week or two when I lived in Colorado. And, and when I grew my own cannabis in New York, which wasn't legal. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would make extremely potent edibles. Um, and I slept really well. And I felt no uh, psychoactive effects. Absolutely. And, um, but there would, you know, like one brownie could drop a whole fraternity, you know. But but me, <laughs> it just it just helped me sleep, and I it was absolutely amazing. And I yeah. I suspect now I could be wrong that because I was such a big uh, advocate and activist for that that it's uh, part of my protocols to 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 do whatever they can to make sure that that I. I can't um, do that. So I, you know, it's it's been five years since I've been able to use cannabis. Really, and I spent decades of my life sharing the Thank facts you. about it. Huh. Well, it what helps. do you mean you can't do it now? What do you mean? Well, it it's not legal here in North Carolina and then with a father who would use anything to have me jailed. Oh. Um, I, uh, I can't afford the possible legal consequences and I, and I can't afford it. The, the cannabis that is, uh, because of just, because it's not a legal state, it, the cost is prohibitive and what, was happening to me in in uh, 2011. I would get really small quantities of cannabis, and this is when I, after I was you know put in a loony bin under false, completely false pretenses. When I got out, my dad wouldn't let me go back home to get all of my possessions, and demanded to meet me in one particular really crappy town in 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 Maryland. And I wasn't able to close on a deal to to get in a, a different place in Maryland in a, in a much nicer town. So I ended up in a in a duplex. There's there's an end to this. <laughs> ended up in a duplex. And if if I not if I when I would just take one hit of cannabis. A 19-year-old young man would run down into the basement, right? Uh, my place was in the basement, and they had one room in the basement. And he would turn on uh, some sort of combat video game, like World of Warcraft. And he had at least a 1,000-watt speakers. Um, and he would blast all the combat noise. So talk about operant conditioning. That happened 100% of the time, nearly 100 wow. times. Oh, wow. Um, and so it, it, uh, 
I I I made a lot of enemies probably within the DEA too. Just I um, sounds conceited, but I spent a lot of time writing in 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 the states and began just uh, before California passed theirs. Um, so. So yeah, that's what I mean. But but yes, yeah, CBD oil can help too. I mean, I found it was much better if I had all the other cannabinoids in there and different oils and edibles. But um, whatever works. So. Well, I I haven't been into that since I was like twenty. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. I'm just really sensitive to everything. So. I don't know. Hey, Donna. Mm-hmm. Hi, this is Lonnie. I'm up Hi, Lonnie. North, north of you right now. I uh, just wanted to tell you that and invite you, if you're interested, I know you're a Christian. Um, Millicent Black is is leading the Bible study tomorrow night. And she there's a book, I don't know, you've probably read it, but I never have. It's called The Red Sea Rules. It's all about facing hardship and you know in the way that uh the red sea the people cross the red sea and it, it oh. he's got some rules that you know to follow so every week there'll be a thing on it but i invite you to it. it's five o'clock tomorrow night in case in case you're interested and uh okay. yeah um what you say watch it is she youtube or what what it is it's the church you know for ti's uh millicent black oh. is, uh, yeah. she's dr dr black you probably yeah, heard her. She's got a uh, she's got a regular church service, you know, on uh, Saturdays. But um, there's a Bible study every every Wednesday night at five, our our time five. But I thought you might. And I was listening to what uh, Linda listed, and I don't think she likes this one. I like tryptophan. I take a pill with tryptophan in it too at night. It's what makes you sleepy. When you eat turkey, turkey dinner, you know, that goes. No, I think it's great for the people. Long the reason I don't like tryptophan is it makes me agitated. Why? I have no idea. But it <laughs> okay. does. It's like, okay. You know, so I don't, I don't take it, but I know it works beautifully for a lot of people. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, mean, I like it. It's just part of that combination. But I, I do like the other things you mentioned, too. Yeah. Um, it, not that. Not the medication, but the you know the extra things. Melatonin. Melatonin. I've been taking melatonin in very very low, you know the the minimum um, doses for about 15 years. I started taking that before I became a target because I was delivering papers in the middle of the night, and someone said it just helps regulate your your sleep pattern. So uh, you yeah, you might. Yeah, you know funny because um, I was taking like two five milligram melatonin at night and it seemed like I was doing better than what I'm doing now crushing my doctor uh, prescribed GABA and Mm -hmm. I crush one and that's 100 milligrams and I crush it to get Mm -hmm. it to go through my system faster and still my eyes were wide open all night the have a little mm-hmm. kava kava. Yeah. Kava kava works too. I say gabba gabba kava kava. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all those, those dumb names. But um, 
No. How do you spell that? Kava Kava? K A V A K A V A. Two words. Kava Kava. And that helps. Okay. In fact, I'm out of it. I have to get some more. <clears throat> I spend. Hey, could I quickly ask Tammy for the information about Dr. Black's meeting? That I I. Yeah. I have okay. the one on Saturday. Okay. Yeah, that's at three o'clock Pacific time, but tomorrow is five o'clock Pacific time. And it's just a regular talk shoe call in, and then it's one four zero five six seven. Oh, let me, okay. I have to write that down. Yeah, good. Glad to have you. Um, one four zero. I'm sorry. That's okay. One four zero five six seven. And that's so. It, it's that's tomorrow is Wednesday. And yes. You were telling me Easter Pacific time. I'm sorry. It's a Pacific time. You're Eastern? Are you on Eastern? I am. Okay, it'd be three hours what? Later? Yeah, it would be yeah. three hours later. So it'd be 8 o'clock your time. Sounds, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I like having all the different all the, all the the different options. Yeah, good. So, Figure out what's going on with the cosmos, but uh, I'm kidding, yeah. I, and also, I, Julia's call is tomorrow, yes, um, at 9 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, what is it? I had mentioned earlier tonight. Oh, right, I did. Okay, I did call once that I have called Julia before, yeah. And we have a good Christian call on that one and mm-hmm. go over some biblical things and. Wednesday night is her TI night. That usually goes at least three or four hours. <laughs> yeah, what That's call was this? Julia, go ahead. It, what's the number in the time? Uh, it's not a talk show. Oh, it, is, it. it isn't talk show? Yeah. It's freeconferencecall.com. Do you want to call in or do you want to use the website? Um, probably call. Okay, you ready to write down some numbers? Right. Okay, let me get it for you. I I have that information, Donna. Okay. Okay, ready? <laughs> you got it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> And the access code is 381878-POUND. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Is it Sue? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought it was Sue, and I asked you earlier, and I couldn't hear how you responded. So I was, I, I was confused. No, you were asking, you were asking Donna if it was Sue, but I was muted. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Did I mute you? I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I try never to mute you. I try to mute. No, never. no. I, I got, I, cu- I got cut off because my magnets fell on the phone. I had to call back in. 
That was a while ago. That was like an hour ago. Did Julia not have uh, a call tonight? Okay. Well, guys, I'm going to say good night. Um, okay. Well, they're they're running just a small amount of energy through my head right now, in my neck. And, and I'm actually. Well, I hope they can get some sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for today and yesterday, it's like I've had a reprieve. So um, I think going to your authorities helps, especially Good. when one of the sheriff deputies is related to one of the sheriffs. <laughs> um, so you think it helps? You think it helps going to the sheriff? Oh, yeah. Well, no, it, the relative came out. I, when I got hurt so badly one night, they came out. and. Um, and so we talked to him, and then uh, yesterday we went to the sheriff's station, and he, the main guy wasn't there, and I wanted to talk to the main guy. And I ended up spending a lot of my emotion on the girl that does the reception part. And uh, so we've got to go back there and talk to the main sheriff. But well, I'm all about it. I, I I'm really really tired of being hurt. Yeah. Really tired of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're all getting pretty angry about all this. Are you using any no. shielding? Um. Let's see. What do I do? I've tried so many things. I've tried uh, sleeping on hot water bottles with my pillow over it. Um, James has these things. Um, the uh, magnetic strips. I wrapped them around my head. I put a wool throw around that because uh, wool is supposed to be a good barrier, and it does seem to help. Um, I just found a styrofoam picnic container in the garage, and if they come at me, I'm going to try that. It's a good size, you know. You don't feel like your head is just being, you know, in a little tiny thing. Um, a what? What is in your garage? Styrofoam picnic container, you know, cooler, water cooler. Styrofoam help? What? Huh? Does styrofoam help? help um, I haven't tried it yet, but it seems huh. like it would, doesn't it? For some reason, yeah. I don't know why, and I've got a bunch of styrofoam sitting in my living room from from old Nutrisystem deliveries. Huh. Yeah, so it's worth a try. And not only that, but it seems like, you know, you could put stuff on it, too. Yeah. Uh, That might be something to think about for your your dog. You know, get something big for him. Yeah. Yeah, for some reason, it does sound like a good idea. Yeah, so if you can improve on this, let me know. <laughs> and I'll think about it too. I'm taking my styrofoam right into that window right now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So is it sheets of styrofoam or No, it's it's like a and regular how thick is it? You know how when you go somewhere and you need ice to keep your drinks or food or whatever cold? Oh uh, cooler? That's what you think. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't tried it yet, but it just seems like a good idea. It seems like a good idea to me, too. I have no idea why, but it does. You know? It does. Maybe if if it's a cooler, is that what you're saying? Right. Maybe you should fill it with sand, and that would be a shield. But the star my head is a cooler of sand. Are you listening? Okay. How does that all work? Because you're not listening yet. If you really want to shield yourself, you have to stop messing around with, like, little pieces of, I mean, the the magnetic strips are not thick enough. They're not strong enough. Um, styrofoam by itself isn't enough. Uh, a piece of wool is not enough. We're talking about military-grade weapons. Now, why does sand work? Because sand is similar to rocks, which is similar to mountains, which block radar. So if you want to use a cooler, you need to fill it with something that is really going to block the frequencies. I'm talking about frequencies. So she wants to put her hand in Big blocks of it. Big blocks of it. You're actually thinking about putting your head in the sand? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's what I mean. You're not listening. Okay. But, um, oh, I'm done trying to help right now. Ah, shoot. So. So. Hello? Well, I got a lot of styrofoam in this window. I'll do anything. Oh, puppy is in pain. I know, but you need to build a wall instead. I didn't say put your head in the sand. So you build a wall, you build a block, and you shield. You have to think of yourself as shielding, like blocking defensively against military weapons. Oh, believe me, I think that way, definitely. Yeah, like well, you can get you can get like ten coolers, fill them with sandbags, and you would have a wall of shielding. Or live or uh, move into a room where there are uh, brick walls, something like that. Cement block, a wall of water bottles that are filled up. That kind right, I just. Um, glass bottles for that. Somebody said a lot of cardboard helps. I know that's not a solid wall, but I've heard a lot of people say it's the corrugated something rather in there that helps block. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah, Cardboard helps, but it doesn't completely do it. You know, you need like a lot of it and you need other materials in between, like, that will conduct the energy. Yeah. You know, because cardboard by itself isn't enough, you know, just like sheetrock isn't enough. Your walls are made of sheetrock usually. So you need a lot of it. 
Manhattan Beach at my each. I had cement between each um, level of my house, and uh, uh-huh. that was. I think that was pretty good shielding. Another house. Yeah, that is. That's excellent shielding. Excellent. That's why I say fill the coolers with sand because it's almost the same. I mean, yeah. uh, rocks do not conduct energy. They really don't. Okay. Unless they have a lot of iron in them. Hmm. Well, I tell you, I just, I just put up a bunch of, um, a bunch of styrofoam, and Daisy just laid down and going to sleep. So I don't know. It can't hurt. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, is thank you, Marianne, for the call. I'm, I'm going to go. You're welcome, I hope you get some sleep. Thank you. Talk to you guys soon. Good night, Sue. Good night. Yeah. Good night, Donna. Nice to see you. Okay. Well, guys, it's just us. It's... Oh. Wait a minute. Yeah. Was that Sue who just got off? I'm no, that was here. that was Donna. You know who Donna uh, is. She's I, a very nice lady. Well, all of us are nice. Well, she oh, sounds Patrick, really nice. I'm still here. This is Sue. I'm still here. <laughs> that was Donna. She that was Donna. Okay. Yeah. It may be superficial, but you. I, you have a similar voice. I'm I'm sorry. Like I said, it's maybe superficial. So I'm sorry to com- keep confusing you. Jeez. That's okay. I, do I don't know sound like her? I don't know. Uh-huh. Do we sound so similar? Maybe a little. Really? Maybe a little. You know. Oh. But not. I mean. But you know, we. I. I know. I've known you for couple of years now and I've known Donna for a couple of years so you know yeah. sooner or later you can kind of kind of know the difference yeah yeah but um yeah there are many of us left New York is still here Michigan is here Massachusetts is here we've lost Marcus Southern California is here Terry's here you're here um okay 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 guess 31 can tell the difference just wanted you to know Right well, I'm sure I'll eventually pick up on it, Sue. Well, you will. Yeah. yeah I don't know if Donna's going to get any results going to the sheriff's department and and venting on the receptionist. First of all, that's not going to help her get anywhere with the sheriff's department. And secondly, if she does get to the head guy, he's probably not going to do anything for her either. And I've been through that before myself. So, yep. but don't you don't think? Know. Don't you think sometimes just once you once you <clears throat> well, actually, I saw that. You know, I used to see a policeman waiting outside my house in Cayucas, and then drive off when he saw me coming. Um, a cop waiting around the corner for when I was leaving. I finally went up and talked to him, and then he took off instead of waiting there anymore. Um, yeah, I think the police are involved, but I also think once you identify them or, you know, talk to them and tell them what's that, I don't know. What do I know? Hopefully that will discourage anybody, 
you know, from at least help discourage them, you know? I don't know. I guess it depends on the situation. If they're involved, they could actually get mad and upgrade on her. You know, they might turn up the heat on her. Or if they're not involved, they might back off and say, well, we can't do anything for you. Well, I'll tell you what they did to me. They put handcuffs on me and took me over to the psych ward. Oh, that too. Yeah, I forgot about that option. Uh Uh-huh. They do that to a lot of people. Yeah. They were just trying to protect the kid who was starting the whole thing because his father was a volunteer fireman. It was just ridiculous. But you know how the cronies are in that situation. And and then some are some are cro- uh, crooked, definitely. He had one deputy that was covering for him. But um, it, some are good. Some really are good people doing it for the right reason. And I, I, I don't think we ought to blanket the whole thing. But I, I don't think it's a good idea to take a chance on what they're going to do. <laughs> Wasn't that, didn't that kid stand right outside of your house? Um, um, he was next door. He lived next door. I lived next door to him for about eight years. And by the time he got to be 17 or 18, I went to the sheriff's department and talked to one guy who tried to help. He said, what you can do is get a restraining order. Then you go home and you catch him yourself and you are the witness. So uh, he will go to jail then. So I did exactly that. I went home slept in the floorboard of my uh, minivan. It was in the carport. Five o'clock the next morning, he comes along with his little pin light, you know, and his hoodie, black hoodie, and uh, he's standing at the back of my car. So I, I sat up and looked at him. He walks toward his house. I went inside immediately and called to tell him I called him. And the guy said, just a minute, just a minute. He came back and he said, I don't know how to tell you this, but it never got served. It hasn't been served yet. It was the deputy who was supposed to be serving the thing who covered for him the whole time. So, you know, it's, right. um, with with a with a department like that, you just can't. You can't even take a chance on it. There. Yeah. So that's at least three different options that could happen to Donna. Yeah. You know. And maybe, you know, maybe they don't know anything about it and nothing will happen before. Has she been there before? I mean, is this something that's repeated? That could she get her in. Yeah, she suit. already went in. I don't know if she how many times. Yeah, that's what, sometimes. Yeah, if she starts talking, yeah, you're right. It, I've got the, 50, the 5150 option. If she's talking about energy weapons and being followed and all that, they might fifty one fifty or Oh yeah, they'll make up some reason. Oh I gotta go. I love you all. Take care. Well thanks for dropping in, Lonnie. I haven't heard you around much lately. I'm here. (laughs) Hanging in there. (laughs) Have a good night. You too. Well, well, Sue, it's you, Patrick, and me, and Carrie. Oh. I think Carrie's asleep, and That's Ryan's kind of early here. for Ryan. people. They're usually up till two in the morning, jabbering away. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Well, we're kind of all casual and comfortable, aren't we? Oh, yeah. No, this is good conversation. I was quiet most of the night. Uh-oh. I didn't want to try to over-talk. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm, not good. I'm not good at trying to over-talk the conversation. Well, but, I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. That those are there, those of us who don't want to. Some people hijack a call, and boy, they're off and running, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, and some people just kind of cut in. There's a problem with people like uh, Marcus, who he gets drunk, and he doesn't have control, and he's interrupting. Patrick was trying to talk about this psychological studies which are very relevant to what we're going through. Yeah. And uh and and Marcus is just like slobbering all over the phone mm-hmm. and uh couldn't hear everything that Patrick was saying. I know I know the experiments you were talking about and um there's more to it like in our situation if there's a there's an aspect called influence mapping. And stay in a group of 100 TIs or 100 perps, whichever group they're studying. One person holds the level, like one person holds the ethical, moral level. And they want to see, you know, how many people will be influenced by that person's words. So they say, no, we're not going to shock the person. We're not. Um, And how many different ways does that word or that sentence influence the rest of the group and then they probably run algorithms off of it and then uh, you know they they map that whole thing and then they probably do that by groups and age groups and health groups and TI groups and program groups and educational level groups and you know yeah that's a fascinating addition to that wow mm-hmm. but it, it it makes sense and I am one of those people who suspects, I'm not going to say I know, but I suspect that um, many of these different studies are, you know, are going on and, you know, sort of community-based Milgram, Stanford prison study, learned helplessness, uh-huh. resiliency. Yeah. 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 So I was I meant to comment on that, but I wanted to wait till the call was quiet enough for you to hear me on that. Well, I don't deep. like to, I don't like to cut Marcus off because I think he does need you know he does need us, but at the same time he's got to stop that. Yeah, he's not being considerate to the others. Well, no. That's unfortunate. Well, he gets drunk. Still, yeah. yeah. He he starts out, you know, he he started out kind of okay tonight on the Alice call. Mhm. Well, you're probably tired, but I'm glad you had a late night call instead of having to go over to Ken. Yeah, Karen's and I'm really tired of their blasting Zionists and. Jews and being Nazis and all that. Yeah, Linda, I'm really um, appreciative that you had this late, late night call. Absolutely. 
I well, I don't like to you know run off so early either. I'm not you know I'm not done at nine, which is when Ellen pretty much ends her call, and mm-hmm. and I'm just really so tired of yeah. Ken Karen. Oh, uh, I know, I know, I know. He was the only show in town until you started the call tonight. Yeah. I hope you continue. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I, I sure will for a while. Yeah, we need something else. We don't, we don't need that. We don't need somebody who's lecturing. He goes off and rants, and he's, he's, you know, he has, uh, he projects all his own self. Internalized hatred out the out the every group the, the Jews the the Israelis the uh, Zionists the, I mean you name it he'll, he'll, he'll get to it eventually but and uh, it, it, it's really it's really toxic because because Very we toxic. have so much going on that's so negative and so evil that and we don't need this extra added layer of junk uh, upon us and. Uh, it's yeah. very triggering, actually. It really is triggering, um, and and even even to people that that aren't that aren't uh, uh, of the Jewish faith, I thought it bothers them too. Uh, you know, obviously it bothers people in general. They hear such 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 you know uh, uh, Israel it's propaganda. Such, it's <laughs> propaganda, Amy, it's, and they're yeah. being used to, to huh. spread that. Yeah, that's interesting. What do you think it's he's prop- propaganda? spreading propaganda for? What do you mean really it's propaganda? You mean he's being mind controlled to propagandize things? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, you think that he's being mind controlled? You think he's I think him, Karen, and Ryan also are the three of them, even though they hate each other, uh, yeah. the two against the one. Um, mm-hmm. But they, they all are getting fed certain misinformation, and they're being controlled with it. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Because Karen never used to be quite extreme like she Ooh. is. She used to be so. Oh, has she gone after me? I'm. So I mean. Cool. I mean, she always had. She always had cool streaks. She always had mean streaks. But she, but it's gotten wow. really. It's really got no intensified since her mother died. When her mother died, I don't know what happened to her. I think she's. She and Ken got together. She and Ken huh? got together, and he's just out there. She and Ken got together. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were together, and now they're just kind of gang up on everybody. Mm-hmm. You mean they were living They were living together or just together on the phone, just like friends and on they, the phone? They were uh, together. I don't know all the facts about it. Oh, I, oh. I, I know a lot about it, and I never mentioned the word to anybody, but when somebody says I'm stupid and incompetent, and I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm a... Oh, the names that Ken called me and Karen said too. Like I don't feel any real alliance anymore. You know, <laughs> you don't have you know. any real loyalty. Yeah, I'm not feeling real loyal anymore. Yeah, they were living together. Yeah. Oh, and okay. They had some oh, kind of relationship. You know, I don't I know had, how long had, it was. I had no idea. I mean, uh, so, so only for a short period of time because it was so uncomfortable. You know. Oh yeah, short period of time. So he must have went down to California then. Mhm. Yeah. 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 Well, it sounds like a very short period of time, and there's, uh, there's quite a, an age difference between them too. Quite a what? There's quite a age difference. There's an age. They get yeah, the gap, big gap there. She's like sixty something, and he's like I don't know what he is, forty something. So it was almost twenty oh. years. 
Yeah. You know, well, you know, if a guy can do it, why can't a woman do it? I mean, I'm I'm all for it, but I'm just saying yeah. that. I'm just mentioning it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just mentioning it. That's all. Just to just to say something about it. I mean, well, you know. Uh, uh, anyway, but yeah, but um, but, but one of the things is that they're 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 partying while they're on the phone. They're getting high. The stone yeah. and it's and Kat, Karen smokes pot all day long. So she's so she's as 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 the evening. If you if you listen to her. As the night goes on, she gets stoner and stoner. I don't know if such a word, but she gets more and more stoned. And it gets more and more obnoxious. And more and more, more and stoner. more. Stoner. Huh? That's a good word. Stoner. Stoner. <laughs> Pat, no, are we discussing you with our glasses? No, she also drinks on top of that. And then yeah, you can. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I don't, you know, they. I, I, I am. At the things that she said to me, I'm a dirt yeah. bag. I'm a scumbag. I, you know, I, no, I'm. Where's that coming from? I mean, it's no, there's no, it's one, and she's not a stupid woman. She's not. She's absolutely highly intelligent. She's very smart, and, and so, so that's to come out of her mouth. You, you start to wonder where is that coming from? She sounds like she's controlled. She's getting forced speech or something. Not to. No. I'm not condoning her behavior. I don't think everybody who's. I don't think everybody who becomes obnoxious or attacks is a result of forced speech. Some people, oh. well, maybe, maybe, maybe she's getting hit. I don't know. No, yeah, she has that in her. But when she drinks, she gets really mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know it better than, than I do. But yeah, yeah, she does get really mean when she drinks. Uh huh. And real, yeah, I mean, she's not. One time she was on my call. Uh, and she said she was yelling at Kyle. Um, that was horrendous. That was unthinkable, you know, because he wasn't muting certain people on his call. She was yelling at him. And you can take your call and shove it up your A. And oh. um, and you can go to F and hell, you know. I mean, on my call, right? You know, like we're all talking nicely and quietly. Right. I'm like, no. And then she hangs up. Blah. No. Just, just drop a load of crap on everybody and leave, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well. Well, she's got, on, on her, uh, she she's took a late night call on. after um, after Neil's yeah. call the other night. Yeah. And yeah. she, we were just all talking nicely. And, um, and then Ken. Ken came in and started telling me how stupid I was and how, you know, and she mutes me and lets him rant at me for like 10 minutes. And then she did the same thing to Kyle. She muted him and let Ken go off on him too. And it's like, you don't do that. You don't do that. You know, I don't think. Off on, it went off on Kyle again? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. man. So it's, it's just it's unnecessary. You try, you try so hard to be friendly to them. <laughs> Then he, yeah. Well, it's so forgives yeah. everybody. Hmm? Kyle forgives yeah. everybody. He's such a sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah, but, but certain people, well, he's learning. Yeah, I can notice he's learning. He's learning. He's learning to be tougher. Right. You know, like like he knew he knew Cindy really quickly last Thursday night. Well, really within. 
15 minutes he muted her, which is really unprecedented. I mean, that's never done that before. Well, 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 he's learning. He's learning. He's, I, think, I think it hurts him to be, to be mean. He's so soft inside. It hurts him. It kind of shakes him up a little bit when he's mean. He doesn't want to be mean because it's painful for him to be mean. <laughs> yeah. It's been very painful for him to be mean because he's been through so much. His heart's broken so much over the years from all his issues yeah. that he's the top wide open, and that's why he, he hurts so much when he's mean to somebody. He doesn't like being mean. Yeah. I don't like being mean. Well, he's so nice to Brian, too. He's he's letting Brian do some on his call. He's like the only one who will. No, he's the only one that that, uh, Brian, too, calls him and uh, speaks to him on, I think, on Skype or something. I don't know. Yeah, I've, I've never heard Kyle get angry or even an edge. Yeah. Until yeah. one of these recent calls, and I yeah. do have to mention one thing, and I, I can I can say it in a general way because it's more than just um, Karen and um, Ken, but the whole Holocaust revisionist history. Mm-hmm. I began learning about that when I was around 18, 19, and Mm -hmm. read a bunch of books, spoke to a bunch of professors, and there's no doubt that millions and millions of people, many Jews, many other people, did Mm -hmm. die. Yeah. And we had a person on a call from Poland or who originally from Poland, who's been in the States for about a decade, and someone brought up the Holocaust revision, and the woman was very polite about it and just said, I, I, I'd prefer not to talk about that because um, it's, you know, essentially, I'm sort of paraphrasing here, but it, it's it's very sensitive to me. Um, and the person persisted and bringing it up over and over and over again. And um, whatever the cause is, I mean, I don't know sometimes when people are saying that this is due to drinking. I know sometimes when people drink, they sound really coherent, and they then, then they can sort of drop off a cliff uh, and, it, and it's not gradual, but most of what I saw hanging out and working at bars was usual gradual. Like when Kyle Kyle recently got drunk on wine, it was it was it was not. Yeah, I, I I thought it was funny, and I and and, and so I'm, I, by no means am I being critical, but you could hear it like you know just kind of like happen. And he ended up like kind of like like, like uh, uh, sort of Santa Claus drunk, you know, like <laughs> I love you, you know, I love you. And so, but my point is, if if someone believes strongly that the Holocaust is all United States propaganda, okay, they're misinformed. But more importantly, if someone says, "I really prefer not to speak about that." 
that should be really honored because uh, even if the Holocaust didn't occur, which it completely did, um, we're talking about people with family members that, you know, and uh, so that, that's something I've been hearing on, on, on a lot of calls recently and knowing how much money is going into private contractors and knowing how, and you know, I've been seeing this since about 19 years old when I started to do anti-war type protesting that people who disrupt do it cleverly and they will get a foot in the door, be really normal and then disrupt. And then, you give them a chance, they start acting normal again, get their foot in the door and disrupt, and it's done over and over again. Yeah. And I, 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 after not being around someone that I went to college with, um, took them up on an offer to live with them, and it, it dawned on me that this person was a, a high-end um, government person in addition to what they did um, for their known career. Um, And there's just so much money. I mean, it's just billions and billions of dollars that are going toward these private contractors um, whom I know because of what I've read that they're actually doing domestic psyops. So um, I'm not going to point the finger at anyone because I don't have, I I can't say anything with 100% certainty. But I, I suspect a lot of what we deal with that feels very disruptive is deliberate. So that's yeah. Well, I agree with you. And, and here's another angle to that. So before all of this, you know, um, anti-World War II, you know, propaganda stuff started coming around, There wasn't that much conversation about it. But the more people realized that JFK files are coming out, the origins of the Nazi um, experiments is coming out, and that that's what's going on right now, the more likely it is that they're going to use some mouthpieces to extinguish the Nazi theory, seeing that it might be the the actual origin. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that makes a lot of sense. If they want to steer people away from the theory that there was a Hitler, that they they did the genetics and the DNA down, um, you know, the cloning experiments may have been brought over to Argentina, um, that, you know, Agartha Antarctica was a big part of it, and they don't want us to know. And, um, you know, the whole paperclip operation, if they want to squash that, they'll use a couple of loud mouthpieces, especially people who are going to, you know, uh, go off and and get drunk and not really care. Then that that would be the perfect way for them to spread the propaganda, and especially people who are long-term TIs who may or may not have, you know, trustworthy group of friends. That's exactly what you're describing, Patrick, and that could be what's happening. I'm not saying 100%, but mm-hmm. that would make a lot of sense. That's, you know, domestic fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In another form. Hmm. 
Well, yeah. yeah, it's sort of like legitimizing. Okay, I may be wrong. Maybe I didn't get this right, but sort of like legitimizing Hitler and and uh, saying, well, he didn't really hurt the Jews. And uh, are you saying it would be easier to introduce Hitler Hitlerism, so to speak? Um, uh, well, that would, they, because they're hit- trying to no, because they're trying to point the finger at Zionism as the cause of all this. Yeah, but it isn't. Zionism didn't, you know, didn't even exist before. I don't even know what Zionism is. Go ahead. Anyway, if they were really Christians, they would read the Bible, and they'd find a lot, find out a lot of why there's no peace in the Middle East. It goes all the way back to Abraham, but I don't want to give you a history lesson right now. But Abraham had a legitimate son with Sarah. He had an illegitimate son, and that son was called Ishmael. And the whole lineage of the Arab world comes from Ishmael. And the whole lineage of the Jews in Israel comes from Yitzhak, or Isaac. And that's why they're still fighting. They're still fighting over that. Hmm. That's where it goes back to. Hmm. Oh, jeez. Get a life, get, get in this present, you know? Stop with the fighting. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Is that my phone? Yeah. Crackly sounds. I'm amazed. I, for a long time, I couldn't even get on Ella's call tonight or... I don't know, they were like, wouldn't let me on, on the in the call, wouldn't let me on the chat room. They're busy. Are you guys still there? I'm still yeah. here. Oh, okay. They've been busy. Yeah, okay. and I, I, I just wanted to say uh, yeah. that, that from people who studied this, um, some of whom studied it for a living, the Holocaust, they agree that there's legitimate and will be ongoing debate about the numbers but I've I never found a person well versed in history um, that would say that it was the Holocaust was a hoax um, so that yeah so the, the just that, that there's legitimate debate on the exact numbers. Um, and that's what they could be playing on because uh, we let it just continue to happen until, you know, until, uh, until uh, we, until Hitler began, the Germans began to pose a possible danger to us and our interests. But I'm not. I'm also not a historian. It's not, you know. So, but I just gosh, you know, if, if um, Jewish people were to get on a call, people are going off about Zionism. Is it, Zionism tends to be, Linda, you know, the sort of notion that the Jews should have all the Palestinian land that against a two-party 
solution. Um, And I believe that the Jewish lobby, APAC, does does indeed have too much power within our country in determining foreign policy. Um, Apparently, more than I ever knew. I'm just learning, but go ahead. Right. Um, but what what I believe we're seeing, very simply, you know, if, if you step back and you look at history in, like, 100-year uh, periods, the Holocaust really wasn't that long ago. And so we're seeing, very simply, an overcorrection on a population of people that uh, someone... You know that other groups of people were successfully slaughtering. Um, so there's this overcorrection on Israel Israel's part, and it's sort of our part to try to kind of mediate it. You know, I say our, you know, like the the, the rest of the world. Um, but I so so on one hand, I understand the over. Uh, overcorrection and the uh, the violence toward the Palestinians. Um, but I'm not saying it's okay. And I'm for a two-party solution. Um, but what I hear happening a lot are people taking some of those truths and then out of nowhere they go from talking about APAC is a very powerful lobby, and then we're all all of a sudden people are talking about the Holocaust didn't happen, and the Jews are causing all the trouble in all the world, and it's just like wow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, that's that's what the Nazis did in Europe to get people on their side. Was to, they had to find a scapegoat group, and you know what they. They wanted to get rid of the teachers, the scientists, um, the you know the academics, the writers, the artists, and a lot of them were Jew. And the bankers, a lot of them were Jewish. So, but they wanted to get rid of the intellectuals first, because the scientists would know what was going on. And so they did that first. And then when they started rounding up those, then they rounded up, you know, anybody else they could blame. And they found a group they wanted to get rid of. And Hitler had a background where he didn't like what happened, some injustice he had in his family. And he was partly Jewish, actually. I think his mother right. or grandmother or something. Um, so he had his own, like, weird, you know, psychological problem that he was fighting up against. And he took that out on a a group of people, you know, a large group of people. And, you know, then everybody had to follow along, you know. If they didn't, they would get killed. Anybody helped him, they got killed. And that's that's kind of what's happening to us. And that's what's happening in this country. 
They're getting rid of the scientists, the academics, the people who know about it, the whistleblowers. And they disappear them or they discredit them. Um, and then they, anybody who fights up against it, but they're called, you know, conspiracy theories, theorists, terrorists, you know, whatever, whatever names they want to call them so they can round them up. Exactly. The, uh, this, uh, what was the word they used, um, not the disenfranchised, but the, uh, they had a word for, you know, the disagreeable, you know, underclass uh, they wanted to get rid of. Undesirables? Or? Undesirables, yeah. Okay. Uh, we're, what, are we, what, what else do they call it? Something else that we're recently being accused of, um, not combat. Belligerent or belligerent. Uh-huh. Yeah, subversive. Subversive. Yeah, but and that's it's the same it's all the same tactics that they used in Europe. You know. And then yeah, they, they expanded it here. Yeah. It was close to two thousand laws in the decade leading up to putting Jews on trains and taking them to, to prison camps. 2,000 laws um, over time, and they were being stalked by the brown shirts. And they weren't allowed to be, you know, to hold particular positions in society. These All these jo- different jobs were not allowed to be held by Jews. They're yeah. physically being stalked. Um and turned in by their kids. Did they have their kids turning their parents in? Even yeah, part of it. I mean, it is just like we have it now. Relative, yeah. uh, you know, you want to get your patriotic duty. You know, turn anybody who's fit this profile. You want to get, you know, a nice suit and a gun or work with us. Hey, you know. want to get the government contract? Work with us. Yeah, there's just there's so much money for the private contractors, and yeah, I, I one of the most difficult things, but 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 they already know that it is one of the most difficult things. So I'm not giving much away, but to to witness my neighbor's children. So I think the boy's about eight, the girl's about five or six, and one's three. I watched how they initially responded to me. Um, just such great delight and joy. And then I'm witnessing emotional and physical abuse, and I suspect even worse. And the crying, the screaming, and then eventually the children, uh, the two oldest ones, have been told they would be on my front yard when I'm walking out my front door, and they're saying, Patrick, you go back in your house. You're a bad man. You're bad. And How old are those kids? How old are the ones that are saying that? I think the son is about... Time has flown since I've gotten here. Um, like eight, six. Oh. They have... They, the, oh. the, the youngest was... Uh, was born right after I got here. Um... And as a baby, he was 
attempted really hard to sort of engage me. You know, he was flirting in the sense that, you know, like uh, like yeah. people flirt. It's not a sexual thing, but, you know, he's displaying yeah. all these smiles and would like me to smile back at him. And he was yeah. listening to his brother and sister say hi to me all the time, and they'd get a really hearty high back. But when yeah. the couple got recruited, then I, then I was threatening them and threatening the you know their children, and it, it just the 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 awful irony that it's like you know like they're abusing them, and uh, even without actual you know I've worked with kids, but even without true parenting skills, and even with my disability, it's like I. I I could do so much better of a job by myself, yeah. and but to, to but to see the hate in the boy's eyes like you're a bad person you're bad and then the girl like you go back inside, and oh. when that when that wouldn't work I mean I literally they were like either in the front yard at times sometimes right on the front sidewalk and I would have to walk around them, and oh. then they went with a different strategy that the parents told them to say, hey, Patrick. So not just the two younger kids in this family, but in another house, um, several young children would be saying, hey, Patrick, hey, Patrick, while the parents held up their smartphones. So if I were to turn to any of the kids and actually say, hey, how you doing? That would be used as... Uh Ah. Because I've threatened, you know, I've been accused of threatening all the neighborhood children. Um, oh. But to see, but to see the hate. Oh, I see. Oh. Now that <laughs> so now they've recruited the kids to work the angles, huh? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so it's like, yeah, thank you for yeah, because you just sort of verbalized what I was, you know, trying to think. Yeah, they, yeah. they're they're working the angles, eight. Six, and the youngest, who's about three now, uh, he was a he was a baby, then a toddler, and then I got out of their lives. Of course, when they were accusing me of threatening them and their children, oh. and a couple months ago, um, the father went out at like one in the morning to you know just do his normal harassment because I was going to the garbage dumpster, and the three year old said, "Hey, Patrick," and. So he, he he had begun to talk, of course, but he only only had the 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 love in him, you know. And it's just like, well, that'll soon be gone. Um, that's abuse. I, that's child abuse on their part. In my oh opinion. yeah, they're 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 absurdly oh. abusive. The woman has screamed for three oh. and a half years from six o'clock in the morning to uh about six forty five, six fifty five. She'll chill at the kids? At the kids? At her at the kids, at the children when they're trying to get ready to go to school and then she would resume screaming uh anytime after five and that would go to nine thirty or ten. Um and on average, she's gotten much, much, much better. Um, but other neighbors, some of the few 
normal neighbors um, called the police on her once, and uh, she wasn't even asked to come out of the home, and she had been screaming out front for an hour and a half. Um, wow. And these 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 good neighbors uh, had a, the woman had a distinctive name, Lolly, Lolly and Mark. Lolly said, there's a lot of effed up stuff going on in this complex. I wouldn't stay around if I was you. Um, so she knew. Um, but my, what I'm trying to get at is the, the, the mother, perhaps as much as 50, 60% of her screaming is completely contrived. She'll be, she would scream but then it would stop essentially on a dime at like 9.30 to 9.45. I've never witnessed anything like that in my life where someone escalates to such a point where they're pounding, jumping up and down, slamming on the walls, getting all the children screaming, and then they just stop. Like, oh, That's what oh. they call? Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's time for bed now. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they are that evil that I suspected that she was actually pinching her child because oh. I was I um I didn't didn't have to remove any clothing because that wouldn't be good but I I I was able to see what looked like a like the bruise about the size of a an adult thumb right at the oh. top of, of the boy's shoulder. On several just occasions. Him to scream? You mean was she punishing him or just getting him to scream? She would get him to scream, and he would say, "Please stop, mommy. Can, oh. can, can you know? I want daddy. I want daddy." And oh. um, I mean, this is just so sick. I, I, yeah, I've never even gotten into that. They were also running a blue and red strobe light in the in the boy, the older boy's bedroom, which could induce seizures or seizure-like disorders. Um, and they're getting paid for this, and I do suspect that they are both either psychopaths or sociopaths. Or, wow. Um, wow. But it, it, it's unreal. Yeah, sounds like it. You think they're yeah, running the strobe in order to cause seizures in their own kids? I suspect, yeah, the whole, you know, Munchausen by proxy, yeah. you know, yeah. now it's factitious disorder imposed on another. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, because immediately within a few nights of going over there, I was being told that the the girl who at the time was four had, had special needs, and um, she was really sweet to me. But then one time she did just out of nowhere just start, you know, swinging at me. She didn't actually make contact. And then then she stopped and looked for my reaction. And I just said, oh, wow, that really hurts my feelings. And she and she never did anything like that again. And she's not special needs. And she, they're, she's on anti, an antipsychotic and Ritalin. You know, it's just... Mm-hmm. Anyways, that... And that gives me an idea of like how sick some of these people are that they they will actually deliberately rile their children up, hurt them to cry 
get them to cry out to get $30,000 bathroom remodelings and and a place at a high level and you know the American Dazi it, it's Well, thank you. Wow, that's quite a that's quite an insight to some people, you know. Yeah, I like I said, I hmm. um, in ten years I only filed one CPS complaint, and yeah. and the couple next door did have one CPS report maybe filed on them, and the husband came over at that time and said, you know how terrified he was and how he didn't strike the child. And I wasn't the one that made the CPS report. So I used it as a, an opportunity to just try to say, okay, well, I've never seen you strike your children. So I could speak to that. But then I said, but Teresa's screaming, you know, it's yeah. really, really, really hard on the children. And it's really hard on me, you know, in terms of getting sleep and stuff like that. Um, but, but she he sounds, was. She sounds psychotic. She sounds just horrible. You know the mother. Yeah, and it's but it's 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 um. Wow. It's 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 controlled psych psychosis. You know that's why I think it's more. Uh, hmm. More harassment. You think she's like harassing? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like I, 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 I think she's. You know, I call it screaming for dollars. Or um, the 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 physical abuse of the boy has really dropped. Um, but in that first year, I would run, I, I would be talking to people on the phone. And I'd be going from one side of you know my house to another because the sex traffickers would open and slam their uh, screen and glass door, you know, like 15 times in a minute, just over and over again. And then I go to the other side of the house and the, all the children would be crying. It just, um, and I would get so caught up in it. And I had, I had the other thing too, I'll be really quick on this one because it's been monopolizing this, but I had, uh, I've had three different people who, uh, have reached out to me right after they just joined uh, an international website for people with my this medical condition that I have. And I've come to the conclusion that it's highly possible that none of them even had my medical condition because of the way um, just our, our talks and how things ended really abruptly and with them perping me. You know, so. Wow. You mean they would join a website of people with disabilities and then perp them? I got That's a, it. yeah, I was on a, I was on oh. this website and I had just written a comment and then someone below who had just joined, uh, you know, with like 10 minutes before said, I'm starting a, a chat room so we can talk in real time because there's no chat on this National Foundation site. And I've, I had never done a chat until until this. Um, so, I, so I said, you know, I got to reach out. So this sounds really cool. Um, 
But the two women who immediately showed up uh, in that chat, I suspect, did not have my condition and were paid off from the beginning. So it was sort of manufactured failure, but failure in relationships. One of them, out of nowhere, began to yell at me and tell me that I needed to tell her the identity and the agency that someone I was being deliberately vague about because it's just part of everyone's life who grows up outside of D.C. It's just a reality. And so she started scolding me. Actually, she skillfully asked me a bunch of questions, got me off balance, and then yelled at me like, I need a name and I want to know what agency you're talking about. And it was just like, wow. I hung up the phone and that's it. And then another person started teasing me about a really embarrassing medical issue. And at first, I laughed about it. Um, But when each of the following six phone calls were her teasing me about the embarrassing medical condition, I just said, "Hey, you're you're actually, you know, this this I am getting a bit sensitive about this. You know, it's not really funny." That was it. So she never called back. So thanks for listening to all that. Um, Yeah. But it's called, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's called fishing, like with, with a PH. And one of the, the, one of the women lived in Hawaii. And for two years, she tried extremely, extremely hard to, to convince me to move to Hawaii. Um, and, but when I first got on the chat room, I was asking her what, what, you know, you know, what do you do? How do you spend your time? What's fun? That kind of stuff. And, uh, she said, I do a lot of fishing. She didn't spell it PH, but after she got, after she turned really, really like mean and sadistic on me, I remembered that she said, she spent a lot of time fishing, but she never once actually talked in that three years I knew her about fishing, nor was it ever a part of her date, like real fishing, that is. So I suspect she was a professional provocateur, um, and her fishing was pH fishing, fishing for for dollars, fishing to to position herself in a, in a way to win someone's friendship to, to dump them later on in the road. And there was nothing romantic about it or any, with any of these women. They had boyfriends, and I was, you know, um, totally supportive and not trying to, like, worm my way in. Well, thank you. God, I'm like... Yeah. No, thank you for sharing. You've got an interesting life. You, you've got interesting perspectives, too. You're, you're, it's cool listening to you. Um, um, I just want to say that I think, you know, I notice that sometimes people will come into it, somebody new will come into the chat and will start asking really too many questions of someone, you know, and I always, I just always want to say, you know, I mean, who, is it, is it your business or why are you, and I've had people call me on the phone just out of the blue. One woman called me and she was talking we were talking, I didn't quite know who she was, but that was okay. 
Um, and then she said, so you've got security cameras. I said, yeah. She said, do you have any pictures of your perps? <laughs> and, of course, I didn't think fast enough. I said, well, no, no. And, and, and I thought, whoa, why did she need to know that? Um, it didn't make sense that she would ask me that, you know. And um, some people will fish. They will call you and fish. Yeah. We gotta remember that. We gotta remember to be careful with people who start asking strangers start asking us questions out of the blue. It doesn't make sense. No? Yeah, this person. Both the people were highly skilled at developing friendships and relationships, and the one in Hawaii was um, mm-hmm. new, new, new more dirty jokes than all the <laughs> men that I've known together. You know, the, the the sort of thing that could make, you know, make someone really drop their guard. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it, it's possible that uh, she was, they intercepted her at one point. But, you know, again, you know, when I think about the fact that she spent tons of time saying she fished, but she never did go fishing once that I know of, um, it's the only thing I can co- conclude. But it's really tough because when we're developing friendships, we're often curious about other people. And uh, there are people, you know, we have someone who really has been really guarded, and I have spoken to her outside. Um, She's just guarded about her identity. Um, And so we have to be, we have to honor that. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's so really, you know, I, I I have a natural curiosity about people and I'll start asking questions. Um, but yeah, it can be too much too fast. Well, yeah, but no, you're, it's, you're not, you don't, answer, it's, nah, there's asking questions and then it's asking questions. Um, ah, the questions, I mean, like, you know, I don't know, well, no, you're not an invasive person, Patrick. Um, I didn't mean you. Um, oh yeah, I didn't take it that way. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's when people come in and ask very pointed questions, like you know, firing out pointed questions at, at one particular person, and um, in the chat, I don't know. It worries. Well, there's disruptors who are you know they're trained in provoking. They're trained to uh, ask, you know, essentially interrogate. Yeah. And what, what, they, what, what the good ones can do is sort of follow up one question after another question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, you're, you're sort of responding to these questions really, really quickly. And, um, Without thinking. Right, yeah. And I, I did... I lived with a man uh, I shared a home with, a guy who uh, one day out of nowhere, you know, just asked me one question, then another question, then another question. Like, it was all computer-oriented. Do you have a file? You know, do you ever share files? Do you have to do this, do that? And, and, you know, before I caught myself, I was just, like, answering his, you know, his interrogation. Um and it wasn't until about like twenty minutes later that I was just like, "Wait a minute! He, I just got interrogated by my roommate." Yeah. <laughs> but, and he did it 
he did it so well. You know, it, it's like he 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 had done that before. Um, so, anyways. Well, did he did he end up being safe, or how did he end up? How did it, was it good? Oh, my 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 stuff just started getting destroyed. He had a, a younger daughter oh. that was doing hard drugs and stealing all my mail, stealing my herbal medicines, steal, you know, breaking some, yeah, some of the most destruction I ever had. Um, he did or she did? Who did the damage? His daughter, did his daughter live there? Yeah, I, I think he and his daughter, you know, the young 20s and her daughter's boyfriend. They were slick. Like, the, the younger couple were complete con artists. I walked in the front door once, and the the young man got me to, like, was able to get me to to sit down and check this video game out while the daughter was grabbing stuff out of my, uh, you know, in my room, like my wallet. Oh. My food stamp card, (laughs) my medicine, and then they switched, and she came out sort of playing the game, and he went back into the room. I mean, so stuff like that. I I may have said this before, too. I had an old man who was, I thought, my friend. I don't know now, um, but he fell outside of my home. His adopted daughter called me up and said, "He's, he's fallen, and I said, well, I can't really help him. Said no, but he's right outside your home near the dumpster. I look outside. There's a you know ninety something year old man laying outside. So I I run to go get him, and in that time they took the flash drive that I had just downloaded a bunch of files on. They came in the back back of the house. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I was in the front talking to a guy who was painting the mailboxes around here and having a nice conversation with me and his dog with him. So, of course, I was, you know, so happy to see his dog. And, um, um, and yeah, somebody was came in the back door going through my backpack uh, at the same time. And then as I was walking in the back in the front door, I heard like a little siren noise, quiet siren noise, which was, I'm sure, somebody's, you know, somebody's um, alert to get out. Wow. It was just like, a, you know, it was just, I was so, jeez. That's when my, that's when I was confirmed that my next, my neighbor across the street is such a perp, so involved in this. He also knows knows what my locking system is throughout my house, and to my knowledge, he's never been in my house, you know? <laughs> So. Yeah, they put them in really close. I mean, I I have this habit. Like right now, I'm talking with my my hand over my mouth, like I'm you know, like I'm whispering a secret to someone. But they hear everything, and you know, I stopped whispering. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, they know everything. <laughs> Certainly do. Well, how come you're up so late? My God, it's one thirty. Here, or what time is it there? 4.30. Yeah. Wow. You sleep during the day? You sleep all I'm, day? Yeah, I'm mostly nocturnal. Hmm. 
Yeah, I was when I was, you know, in this lawsuit that I was in. I used to like to stay. I used to like to work at night because, you know, nobody called. It was just calmer somehow. I could concentrate at night. Yeah, there aren't as many people. Yeah. Stirring about. Yeah. Well, but even even uh, even when my life was full and happy and that kind of stuff, um, I still I I enjoyed conversation. So this is just you know this is yeah. Um, so I could talk people's ears off, but I could also listen. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, no, I, you do listen. I mean, when yeah, you, well, you know, when well, you respond, you respond with something. About something that someone said, you know, rather than, um, you know, some people just never listen to you. They just keep talking about, I don't know. But no, you listen. You're very, you're, you're, you have, I don't know, you're good at conversation. You're, you know a lot. You said you, you're not a history, you weren't a history buff or something. You said something like that a little while ago. You know more history. You're a re- you're an avid reader, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I I I know a fair number of you know academic academicians, academics. So. Yeah. Oh. Well, boy, I mean, you know a lot about a lot. I've heard you talking about a variety of subjects, and you do know your you know your stuff. About history. Cool. Thank you very much. It's been a good ego day for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. No, I'm. I don't. I don't compliment. I don't. I mean, I'm not. You know. I mean, I really mean that. No. I'm not surprised that, but you know. (laughs) It's an interesting community, and I. Um. I've been trying to figure out if it's just the nature that. The people that come forward and start to organize and participate generally tend to be sort of um, highly skilled in communications or things, but uh, but there are a lot of like really bright people out there with you know, such an incredible assortment of skills and knowledge. Yeah. And again, yeah, how many of these people that may be one person away from someone incredibly persuasive, or they may be that possibly persuasive person. But I don't want to keep you up all night. When I, did, I was just going to say, my eyes are starting to close. I was just going to say, when I did drink, I was a, I was a, I, it turned me into a leprechaun gremlin, and I wouldn't let anyone sleep. <laughs> wouldn't let anybody sleep. <laughs> you called me. Got to stay up. Stay up and drink with me. Watch the sun yeah. come up every when time. I, when I drank, um, and when I would find my phone book open the next day, I'd think, "Oh my God, who did I call?" You know, <laughs> I know I've been on the phone again. I used to have blackouts. Yeah, totally. Drunk yeah. dialing. I did my share of that. <laughs> you don't drink anymore? No, I I, I stopped. Um, uh, I stopped the night that a gang stalker. Mm-hmm. I had two different people attack. You know, one guy had a German Shepherd attack my little oh. little pit bull mix, but who was trained never to fight back. Mm-hmm. Guy took a shepherd right up to my dog. 
hold it back and forth and let the German Shepherd bite my dog's face up until I could get oh. out. I may have told you that, but then no. not too long after that, someone came into a, a brew pub that I worked um, mm-hmm. and, and also frequented, but some guy took his knee and my dog was going underneath the bar to get popcorn, which he wasn't supposed to do. But some guy who I didn't recognize, I had let in, you know, they still can come in the bar, but no one else knew who he was either. He took his knee and he just forced my dog's head. He squeezed my dog's head up against Uh. the the flat surface below the bar. Uh. And my dog squealed out. And if it hadn't been for a, a, a friend who was met, who was working on the other, you know, behind the bar, yeah, see that look in my eyes, and he knew me, and he just said, "Dude, you know, like what the, you know," and I said, "You heard Rogue squeal," and then yeah, he's like, "Yeah, everyone heard it." The guys, you know, the guys oh. out. But I, yeah, that's when I stopped drinking because I, I, I was drunk enough that I was like, yeah, "Okay, let's take him out," and um, yeah. so I was like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if someone hurts your dog, it's like you're. Hurt. Oh yeah, and you you're oh, going yeah. to do that. So yeah, someone like hurting your child. So. Hmm. Well, thank you, Linda. I don't know if everyone else fell asleep, but thanks for staying. Oh, I don't know. Well, a couple of people came in, but I can't, I can't unmute them because I can't see them on the board, and that's the way that goes. No, guys, we're closing down now. All right. Um, Have a good okay. night, Linda. Okay, my friend. Talk to you later. I'm going to shut okay, the Okay. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.